the Chomp Cast, the official podcast of Sword Chomp and SwordChomp.com. Thank you so much for taking time out of your crazy life to listen to ours. And remember, if you dig what we do, please go to patreon.com slash swordchomp. You can support us there. Look for our special $5 VIP tier. Includes access to a VIP Instagram page. We have a great show today. Um, I'm really excited. You know, you know, guys, I remember being six years old and riding my bike with a lustful tenacity through the Florida heat to a factory building near my home. At the entrance of that factory building, there was a Coke machine. Excitedly slipping my quarters into the slot and watching that cold Fresca roll down to the bottom of the machine. I don't remember if Fresca's Coke or Pepsi, but just bear with me here. Um, <laughs> mm, I can taste the Fresca now. Stepping outside to take a giant gulp of refreshment as the sweat poured over my face, 50 cents was a lot to me as a kid, and I earned that quest loot. God damn it. Flash forward to middle school. Gangly, awkward, pimple-faced Morgan rollerblading across the military base my family was stationed at in the dry warmth of the New Mexico sun. Bright, goofy purple rollerblades, I was skirting along the pavement as I huffed and puffed for almost two miles to get to that local shopette, which is basically a military gas station, if you're not familiar. Um, I slipped on the shoes I was carrying in my backpack and lumbered my sweaty virgin adolescent self over to the video game rental section. <laughs> Parsing through the rentals for a good 10 minutes, thumbing the cheap plastic packages, half of them missing the game booklets, until finally deciding on that PlayStation game I wanted to rent. Popping my allowance down on the counter, and the excitement coursing through my veins as I rollerbladed two miles back to my home, relishing my new game rental. The precious piece of technological bliss was now mine. The relationship I had with both the soda and the video game was unique. You know, both items were difficult to access, not just because of my age and the situation I was in, but because of where we were technologically as a culture in the, in the 90s. For example, no Netflix, no Redbox, um, <laughs> no day one digital downloads. Now, this refers to the video game, obviously. You're not going to be downloading that Fresca. Um, and now you got a slurping sound on mic. There you go, Josh. Mm. <laughs> you can use forever. Um, now we can get entertainment everywhere, like a thirsty swinger at an orgy um, or organs of pleasure attacking us from all angles. The topic of the show today addresses just that. Living in an age of instant accessibility, how has that changed the value of video games to us and other art forms we consume? Should be a lot of fun. So make sure you check that out. Polls this week are the most accessible part of a good healthy chomp cast. Polls you voted on on the at Swordchomp Instagram that we shall discuss like saying no to sex because of, well, indigestion? The most gargantuan square off ever recorded in the history of polls, Breath of the Wild vs. Red Dead Redemption 2. Scumbags that don't tip their servers. Bad Joker buzz, and more. Not to mention we got games to talk. We'll follow up a little more in the Apple Arcade and tease our highly anticipated patron-only podcast at the very end of the show, where we'll be talking about Borderlands and Death Stranding for our first two shows. So don't miss that, Uh, the podcast that still doesn't have a name. Speaking of names, oh, Anthony Fisher, you better answer that phone. The Filipino Johnny Depp is here. From Texas. Hello. Hello, hello. Sorry. Bada bing. I, still, ba- <laughs> I think I still have some 
shit in my throat here. <clears throat> I, I, for the podcast, I told you to get rid of it. What's I, going I on? did. I did get rid of it, and it came right back. Like it, I think it's just a part of my throat, actually. It's, just, so. it's part of your husk um, mm-hmm. yeah. vocalization. you got to chew yeah. it well so it doesn't try to climb back up. Mm. Right. <laughs> All the yeah. husk. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, fish bada bing bada boom. Guess who was popping Vex skulls this week, guys? Oh, this guy. Finally got back into Destiny. Oh my god. Oh, Man. I, wish, I wish you guys could have heard it. It was like... I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, Fish. What? Oh, you should be... Oh, uh, I, I know how you feel about Destiny, Shay, but... I, I just don't understand it. Like, that game just feels so great. Going from Borderlands 3 to that game... Save it for later. Save the fighting for later. <laughs> Okay. Save it for later. Um, I don't necessarily want to fight about it. I just no, wanna... God, I do. Okay, just suck oh, all the. You, you want to fight? Okay, oh, okay. Shay. Well, maybe we could put on some <laughs> boxing gloves and we can duke it out later. This is just. I don't want to fight, guys. I do. Get over here. <laughs> uh, I can't see you as a fighter. Did you ever get into a real fight in in school, Fish, or were you generally pretty passive? No. Oh. I've never been in a fight. I've been bullied oh. before, and, like, I've had people, like, try and start a fight with me, but, like, it's never gone past, like, pushing and shoving. One of these days, you just need to, wow, just punch me right in the face. Take all those years of frustration back. Pah! Well, we could always, you know, put on boxing gloves and actually well, box. We did that before. Remember? Yeah, we have. Yeah, I obliterated you. Anyways, Fish, <laughs> I'm happy you're here. Key, me- key members. <laughs> I key member. members. <laughs> Fish is, t- Fish is tiny and ripped like a ninja. He's got that six-pack and those cut muscles, but he's real tiny. Like, my wife, the first time she saw Fish, she's like, good God, he is tiny. I'm like, yeah, he's adorable. But, like, he takes off his shirt, he's got all those muscles, so he's kind of like a little ninja. You feel me? Lean, mean ninja machine. Ninjas don't do much in the boxing ring, though, gotta tell you. Unless they're, unless they somehow were poisoning the boxer before the match with their uh, secret ninja potions. That's how they roll. Um, glad you're here, Fish. We'll talk. Are they a fucking wizards later. now? Uh, cool. Alchemists. Uh, ninjas have stuff like that, don't they? Help me out here, Josh. Joshua Fowler's here from Michigan. You don't think, you think have... they might just be poisoning them with poisons instead of no. potions? <laughs> well, can you ninja make ninja potions? Can you make a poisonous potion? Maybe you can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Potion is just a term I, yeah. for like a little vial of s- concoction, right? It seems unnecessary when the poison was the goal <laughs> in the first place. Yeah, it's a very fancy poison. It's extra, just putting an extra step in there. Just yeah. Poison is a very fancy poison. Morgan, two thousand nineteen. <laughs> it's a, a potion is just a concoction of any kind. I'm gonna Google potion right now. Oh, no. uh, Josh, oh, no. glad he doesn't like that. <laughs> Could you I... could you Google love potion? I've heard that before. Hmm. I may <laughs> yeah. need some of that. You're <laughs> in the market for some love potion. <laughs> Hold on, potion. Oh, love potion. It just pulled up Axe body spray. I don't understand. Um, um, I tried that one. That's. I don't like that potion. Axe body spray Phoenix brings it back to middle school locker room. <laughs> ah, it takes you back to my rollerblading days. <laughs> uh... 
pulling on. I'm, su- I'm, su- I'm surprised he rollerbladed, Morgan. Oh, like, dude, uh, I was such a dork. I I go back and look at the rollerblading thing, and like I'm embarrassed uh-huh. of myself because everyone oh. else had like a skateboard or bikes, but for some yeah. reason I wanted to rollerblade, which was a hassle too because <laughs> if you got to a store, you had to like carry the rollerblades around with you. I know. Yeah. 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 Such a hassle compared to carrying a skateboard around. I imagine, I imagine Morgan in middle school rollerblading, being like, "Why don't girls like me?" And no, by then I had. Wearing... <laughs> by then I had just come to terms with the fact that girls did not like me, so I, I'd accepted my fate. Mm. Uh, I rollerbladed to the local BX to buy a pack of magic cards. Um, this is a, this is a dark, you're best say way a to do pack it. Pack of cigarettes, actually. No, no. You know, my friend used to go through the <laughs> whatever your first. Wouldn't out. that you be know, the weirdest like younger, juxtaposition? Uh, chain fuck. chain smoking as you're rolling down the street in your rollerblades. <laughs> your fucking rollerblades. When I did, but General Mountain Time here uh, from Montana, Morgan. If you're freaky, when I, I did go through a phase when I did get into uh, skateboarding, where we would go by the Airmen dorms. And we would, like, uh, find all their, like, old cigars they had thrown out. I mean, my friend Zach would collect them. We, and they, they were usually, like, half-smoked or in pretty good shape, you know, because the airmen are always doing drugs. And so we took all those cigars, and we collected them like a pack, and then we'd just go fucking smoke them out. It was great. That was back when we were younger, and, like, the idea of a cigarette or a cigar was, like, really magical, you know? I, I like um, to think that our military servicemen don't do drugs, Morgan. They don't do hard drugs, but if you don't think they don't smoke and drink, you're crazy well th- those are drugs morgan you'd, but, you'd like, like to we're... think yeah fish you're right our military members do not smoke cigars i'm sorry to taint your <laughs> sweet little mind yeah, when, you, when you said drugs i was just like leaving their drugs out i'm like man are they doing uh, hard know. cocaine or, no or... no 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 you'd get kicked out you can't do that stuff you know they test yeah. you and shit in the military so. right um but man what a post-apocalyptic world that would be uh, where there's an academy where all the kids are doing. Oh. Anyways, um, Shay Layton is here from Montana. Oh, Josh, I forgot to say, uh, I got my medicine. I'm sorry, that was like a false intro. Uh, mm. uh, let's get to Shay and then come back. Shay Layton is here from Japan, the professor. I, I teased him. That was very mean. I gave you introduction blue balls. I'm sorry. No, it's good. It's good. I warp back and forth between Montana and Japan all the time. Clearly, I have that mm. within my capabilities. Okay. Just shooting around from place to place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Usually I go to Montana to watch you sleep, but uh, uh-huh. I made the mistake one time of doing it while you were awake, and that's why you're confused. It's true. I, I have confusion. No, that's what you think. <laughs> I just pretend to be confused. Um, maybe so, I just like the oh, state of confusion. Oh, is he here? Oh. <laughs> well, hello there. Watching- this is quite unexpected. Shay, this is 40 chess. Yeah, you're right, Josh. Yeah. Uh, Shay, this, this is a real question for you as the uh, uh, swinger of the group. Have you ever watched anyone sleep? You don't have to give me names, but have you ever watched anyone sleep? No, but I've been watched while I was sleeping. Okay, you've been sleep watched. Okay, gotcha. I've been slept watched. Yeah. Or yeah, sleep, slept, 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 sleep, slept what? It doesn't matter. But yes, I've been watched while I was sleeping. And I'll tell this very short, slightly humorous story, and then we can move on to the topic. Um, I had just started dating this girl, and this was 
almost 10 years ago now and she wanted to stay the night and of course nothing nothing happened um it was very the relationship was in its infancy so nothing uh sexual happened but i was sleeping and like i was laying to the side away from the person who stayed the night and i woke up and i was like i've never had this happen before i i had this feeling that i was being watched and I woke up and I was like, what the fuck? And so I turn o I turn over and then I'm I'm staring right in the face of the person who stayed the night and I was like, What are you doing? And the person was like, Oh, I was just watching you sleep. And I was like, mm. Oh, mm. okay. The next day we broke up. Oh <laughs> sure. that seems a little yeah. abrupt. Hmm. Wait, you you broke up because she was staring at you while you slept? That's fish's yeah. fantasy. Yeah, I wanted I wanted to keep all of my skin, fish. Oh, I wanted to keep all of it. That's Whoa. not fair. That's not fair. I don't I, think she had that in mind. I think she was just plotting on the different ways that she could, you know, slit your throat. She wasn't probably going to act upon him, but she was just yeah. calculating well, what size duffel bag to buy. That's true. Well, think about it this way, Fish. Had she succeeded, Sword Chomp wouldn't exist. This is also true. You guys yeah. would probably be called the Admirals giving of yourself the a lot of credit there, but... Mm, yeah. <laughs> no, I think I'm giving myself the right amount of credit. <laughs> um, yeah, I, the true story, uh, Shay, that actually happened to me too, but different. And I always thought about like this. Why would you tell someone that you watched them sleep? If you're going to watch them sleep, don't tell them afterwards. Just keep it a secret, you know? Right? That's that's like the questionnaires that some of the big companies have that have questions on them about whether or not you're going to shoplift yeah. once they hire yeah. you. Like, who, who fills that out? It, yes! Really? No, like, you know, <laughs> if you put like, yes, of course, of course, I'm going to take a piece of some bit of honey you. while you're not looking. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> bit of honey is that a sexual metaphor? Um, I uh, I don't like where that sleep. Um, so yes, yes, that's. <laughs> I was making a bad correlation there. Um, by the way, I fucking nailed it, guys. Potion, a liquid with healing, magical, or poisonous properties, according to Google. So mm. suck on that. Uh, sorry, Mike. I'm, I'm messaging. They had magical in the definition. So, yes, again, exactly. exactly. Seem, seems like an unnecessary step. Uh, that's true. And, oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> Oh, why, why add magic to the strychnine when the strychnine will just, you know, kill it, it, him right it off? It gets the job done. So. <laughs> mm, well, maybe you need magic to make... Maybe you need magic to... I'm going to murder this cat. Maybe you need magic to make it not taste so poisonous-y. You know what I mean? You use the mm. magic to make it just taste delicious. So it goes right down the, the gullet. Oh. Um, I messaged my wife to ever get the, this cat out of here. Or I will raise hell in this family. There she goes. Get out of here. Um, anyways, we got a fun show today, uh, and Josh, I'll, I'll save the Red Dead joke for later, but I did take an aspirin, I figured we are going to be talking about Red Dead, so I'm prepared. Good. Um, exciting polls to talk about have, later. Have, exciting polls. Have another. Um, 
I'll just take the whole bottle of OD. <laughs> was, how about that? <laughs> uh, but yeah, that, it'll, be, it'll be fine. Me and Josh can just politely square off, and then Fish and Shay can politely square off over the looter shooters. So there you go. Open world versus the mm-hmm. looter shooters. Anyways, Shay, this topic uh, was brought up to you by you. It had to do with accessibility, and I used the example of the relationship I was forming with these products as a kid that I can talk about more later as well. But what made you think about the idea of accessibility? Well, I'm not sure it was quite accessibility. Um, More like uh, the fact that we have so much art at our fingertips i mean it is accessibility in some ways but is more like giving praise to the era that we currently live in because i i was the other morning in the shower which this is how half the topics that i come up with that's where they originate from i was sitting there in the shower and i was thinking about um how that basically we have so much access to anything we want at any given point in time. I was thinking about like all the good music that's been coming out in the past few weeks. And I'm like, man, like now that I have like a Spotify um, subscription, I was thinking about it and I was like, like three years ago, I was trying to either, you know, purchase via MP3 files or illegally download or like all this kind of thing, like trying to get music on my, my iPod, my old iPod. Yeah. And I was like, man, I have access to this now just by like opening an app on my phone and it takes like five seconds tops. And it's the same thing. Like with Netflix, I can play games that I used to play on a machine when I was seven years old on my phone. Um, Mm -hmm. I could read a book like on my phone or my Kindle. Like I have access to all this stuff at any given point in time. And anyone in the first or even the second world does too. They have access to all of this art at any given point in time. So really, I I honestly feel like we're living in a golden age of art. Like because art is constantly flowing. Anybody can make art at any given point in time and it can be appreciated by anyone across any point in the world as long as they have access to that kind of, you know, material. But it's just incredible to me and so I kind of wanted to talk about that more deeply because like like I told you guys, like I can download a game and then come home and play it like that. You know, mm-hmm. like I can like I can set a game to download, go to work, come home and it's already available. Like I don't technically have to go anywhere to get a game these days. So I just kind of wanted to well, talk about that idea. And, and what you specific and, and as usual, I'll bring in some comments from our like we've been doing lately from the Sword Chomp Instagram every Thursday. Look for a question of the week. You can chime in and be a part of the show. So but you did use specific the term value and like does it make it less valuable in your voice message to us as if the juxtaposition That's there true. is. Yeah. Does the accessibility reduce um, the value at all? And right. Uh, exactly. I think that's the big question then, like, because of the fact that we have access to all of this stuff, all the music, all the movies, all the TV shows, the books, the games, every form of art, does that devalue it? How about this? Mike Matsuko said, no, I don't think it decreases the value, but it doesn't decrease people's perceived value of said art, making people want to not pay for any of it. 
So there's this uh, maybe his perception now is because there's so much free to play stuff or things are so easily accessible that um, people want to get more for less. And because they're bombarded by it all, it's all the time, or it's a more crowded, let's say marketplace per se. So there's more sales or more people trying to find a way to get you their product cheaper. But that's interesting. His, uh, he said, no, but it doesn't decrease per, uh, people's perceived value of the art, making people want to not pay for any of it. What do you think he means by that, Josh? Um, I think there's an extra negative in there with switch, but, but yeah, like I, I, I agree with that. the, Free-to-play space has taken up so much more of our time uh, lately that it, it becomes to be expected um, from a lot of games. Uh, like, especially in the indie scene, especially in the mobile scene, there's mm-hmm. there's just... What, what, do you, what do you mean it's not $1? It's not $2? Like, whenever... Exactly. Uh, yeah. What was it? The The... Mario game came out for twenty dollars. <gasps> oh my goodness! A twenty dollar mobile game. This is yeah unheard of. It was of. ten. It was or, ten. But you're but right. Yeah, yeah, it's like anything above a couple bucks. People, yeah, just you know, it's true. No matter how much effort is put into it, um, which is a shame because I kind of think there's room for a lot of different price points in there. We, we yeah, we we've we've, we've well, brought this up yeah. before, but yeah, there, we. It shouldn't just be $2 or $60, and, you know, the PC gaming space has kind of kept the mid-tier alive with a lot more, like, 30 and $40 games, but, yeah. I think Mike has a good, interesting point there that we kind of stumbled across. I agree with you, Josh. Remember when Shay was upset, or it's not just Shay in particular, but we all joked about how, like, why do we pay for the Call of Duty Battle Royale when you can just get it for free everywhere else? Yeah. Or, like, why can't you just pay... 10 to 15 dollars for the call of duty battle royale if that's all you're interested in you know because that space that call of duty was going for is a market that's free and they didn't even include a single player campaign why are you paying 60 dollars for their version of it is the quality that much higher than other so the the way our brains perceive value is kind of fucked up now right well it's not not that as much as it's just you do have to make a judgment about what something is worth there. And like, you're going to have a different answer for that for everybody. But a lot of, a lot of these games that are $60 these days aren't worth it. Like what you're Uh getting is essentially a freeware game. Like with all the microtransactions and with all the, the little bit they've done from year to year to, to update it, it's essentially an update to a, a game you already bought forever ago with with new skins to unlock um yeah i mean it's not it's not it's not that we're getting it's not always that we're misjudging it sometimes we're just seeing that something that people have been asking us to pay full price for isn't really worth it so yeah yeah not always yeah. but but yeah it doesn't it doesn't mean they're always wrong if if you think it's not worth full price 
So well, and to that, well, that's a good point. Just think about it. Like the digital. When I was talking about that age, it wasn't because I was a young kid. In the '90s, there was no such thing as digital downloads. Mm-hmm. The Dreamcast was like the first console that would even go online, as far as console gaming goes. So, like, a free, there was no Apex Legends in the '90s. There's no such thing as that. The idea of a you could, you know, they're not going to give out a free. Hey, yeah, go to your local rental store and that disc over there. All those discs are free. Yeah, all those Apex Legend discs on that shelf. Yeah, you can take those home and keep them as long as you want. It just doesn't work mm-hmm. it, it, because of the accessibility. So it's interesting. Yeah, yeah, and they, it, well, they're still in a different product. Like they're still games, but yeah, it, it's a different thing. It's a different experience. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, that is it is taking some time to get used to for for everybody, for gamers and for the, like the publishers have tackled it from so many different angles at this point. As far as what do we charge for this? Um, so yeah, this uh, this one's a, I was gonna sling it to fish, but this one I think is actually a good follow up for Josh. One second, fish, I'm slinging it right over to you. So get ready, lube up. Okay, it's coming your way. Okay, I'm waiting um, patiently. Obviously, anybody can jump in on these. These are not. I'm just trying to <laughs> shuffle them out. Uh, but it just JJ King 700 said, I just look at all these amazing games like Stardew Valley, Undertale, and just so many others that would have never been able to be made if it wasn't for the very advanced technology that we all have at our fingertips. Um. Which sort of, I mean, you're more of the indie guy, Josh, and I think that the indie space right now is obviously more readily accessible because, like you said, the middleman can survive now because of how easy it is to uh, Mm -hmm. gain access to games. Um, Like when you were younger, before all this was around, I assume you must have been like the Newgrounds guy, right? Or where did you find all your independent experiences? Um Oddly enough, like I mean, there were a few things on like Newgrounds and Congregate and uh, and and the like, um, but a lot of them were just self-published. You'd find, um, you know, somebody would have a website up for this game they made, and like so much of it was word of mouth. Like you had to go to different message boards and talk to people who website, were yeah, were yeah. interested in indie games to be able to track a lot of this stuff down. I mean, stuff like mm-hmm. Cave Story. Uh, mm-hmm. When that first came That's out, true. like it That's just true. Yeah, how do you even find ones. this? And it's like, yeah, so yeah. so amazing that, um, yeah, it's so like that. It's interesting because it's become so much easier to find them, but also there are so many more of them now that it's it's easy to overlook some really good ones because you think it's you know it. It's a lot because anyone can make one. The uh, I mean, it's it's kind of the the side effect. Like think about the PS2 and all the just absolute crap on that system. Some of the best games ever, and just mountains and mountains of crap. Um, mm-hmm. Like you, 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 you need some, yeah, yeah, so much shovelware. You need you need kind of you you need a guide, and that's something that I'm actually in, enjoying seeing lately with stuff like uh, the curator pages on Steam um, and stuff like that. So you can find, you know games suggested by different uh you know journalists or creators or whoever that mm-hmm. that might be interesting to you so you don't just completely miss something or you can be the guide for some people i mean we, i yes. may never delve into them as much as you ever will but maybe if there's people out there listening that have similar mindsets they would know that hopefully if they hear josh talk about something maybe they've never heard of or if it's worth their time that's the idea right yeah yeah um, and then me and Josh will fight about it as we put the indie game versus the 60. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, speaking of which, you, you mentioned we'd probably talk about Apple Arcade some more. I kind of feel like this 
speaks to that a decent amount as far as the the price like what are you willing to pay for these games with so many of them being on a subscription thing now and essentially you know getting Mm -hmm. them for free especially you know this first month being a trial for everyone there are so many indie games that all of a sudden people are getting for free here in the last few weeks that yeah i think is a good thing exposure wise for people to finally see what what you know sort of indie experiences there are but also a lot of people are getting them for free so what's it going to do for the expected yeah. price of these games going forward is I'm, I'm curious to see me too yeah and like josh was saying fish you know you're digging through let's say you have a variety of games and you're trying to find the ones that are the best there's a lot going on i mean you can relate to this metaphor fish you have six penises coming at you right they all seem equally great Okay, they're all nice, robust, girthy, they, similar. Yeah. Wow. So all six almost identical penises. So. Head, head on, yeah, so it's death perception, but yeah. you know, oh. work with me here. Hmm. Um, all atta- attached to fairly I- attractive individuals, but you don't know that five of those guys are going to come in 30 seconds. But fish sitting in the middle of those guys is going to last all night long. But you won't know that until you give them a shot, but there's dicks everywhere. You got to make that decision. Yeah. Yeah, it's a tough decision. Like, look, curating all those dicks and, like, just looking through them, re- <laughs> reading the reviews behind the dicks, you know? Uh-huh. Like, I don't know, there seems to be a lot of flack going on here behind this dick. I, I don't know if I could trust this one, you know? It's true. Just follow true, your yeah. nose, fish. <laughs> it's never done, never done. That's when he's snorting cocaine off of, uh, what was that, what was that game of the year show where fish was snorting cocaine off Morgan Hughes? Uh, penis in the bathroom. Do you guys remember that? <laughs> yeah, that was last year. Follow your nose. Was no, 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 no. It was prey. Was that would have been two years ago. Oh, yeah, that was yeah. two years ago. That's right. That's right. That's yeah. right. That's right. That's right. God, yeah. you're right. If that you feels can like find forever that game, ago. Oh God, that game of the year show is so good. If you can find that, you should go hunt it down. That's what you should do. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2017, I believe. Yeah, just go on our website. It's there. <laughs> it's true. That, that was a great scene. Anyway, Fish, real question, though, in all seriousness. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see here. Daniel of DC says, to me, ease of access helps me appreciate the really good artistic endeavors. If there's a low barrier to entry, I don't feel bad casting something off if I didn't enjoy it. Nobody has time to appreciate everything to the fullest extent, so it's easier to separate the mediocre from the exceptional media. So he's saying he doesn't feel bad casting them aside, which I mm-hmm. thought was a perfect question for you because all you ever do is cast video games aside. Um... Left and right, yeah, <laughs> exactly. No, I kind of agree with him. Like, yeah, the, it, it's nice that there's a great amount of different, you know, games out there in all the different genres out there, and like even games that are getting innovative and almost creating these new genres that these meta genres almost within each other is. It's cool that we can, you know, get that amount of like entertainment out of video games, and there's and they they all share you know some sort of some degree of success um be just being out there um and, and it's great for especially like the indie scene like i feel like th- those people you know working by themselves or in small teams like like no man's sky like those people had this dream that they wanted to make this game and like the fact mm. that they were able to you know put in uh you know years into the game and um put out the game that they said they wanted to put out or, mm-hmm. you know, allegedly wanted to put out, but 
I was just being your preacher choir. I was just being like, preach it. Mm. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm. So, you know, like you ever seen a, you know, like a preacher's going on and the, they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Amen. Oh. Amen, brother. I was just trying to cheer you on. Yeah. I should have oh, okay. said amen. Yeah. 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 But yeah, like, I, I like, Atlas. like Josh. Yeah. Atlas rises. <laughs> on the third day, Atlas rose again. <laughs> I'm going straight to hell. All right. <laughs> uh, no, but I, I do like the fact that there's a lot out there. But there, 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 there's also a, you know quite a bit of games out there that you know are just aren't worth your time that you know aren't you're not yeah. gonna like like um like just looking at like certain games you know on Steam you're like oh, that doesn't look like something that I'm into like um so there is that that fact but for that somebody may- somebody out there is gonna be into it. Probably. Somebody, mm-hmm. somebody's gonna either be sold, you know, on the the yeah. the cover art or like some gameplay footage that they've seen of it. Like, there's somebody, there's something that somebody's gonna find that's gonna tailor to what they were looking for in a video game. Um, but like in this age, you know, like there's just there's there's quite a bit to sift through, though. Like uh, Josh said that it's nice to, you know, follow people and kind of see what they've curated as far as like games that they recommend playing. But like, yeah, if, if you don't necessarily well, follow those people, like as a gamer, like going into the foray of like the indie scene or like trying to find something off, you know, triple A titles, like it, it well, could be a little the, daunting, like trying to jump into a game without, you know, hearing about it from somebody else. Uh, well, yeah. and th- and that's. And that's and not in a way to like fillet our own communication show here, but that's what we do is that we the point of a podcast, hopefully, is that you listen to it. Maybe you can identify to some degree with the people on it. Not 100 percent. That's almost impossible. But maybe you can identify with them to some degree. And then like, for example, last year we sifted through everything we played. And the little fleck of gold, well, there was a couple of flecks of gold, but we found this fleck of gold called Into the Breach. It was a $20 game that maybe a lot of people never heard of and still haven't. And that rose to the top for us, right? That was a very special piece of gold that was out there with a thousand other $20 games. Right. And yeah. we were able to sift that to the top. So it's yeah. interesting. Yeah. And, and I do that, that. That's the value, you know, of, you know, being able to at least get someone's opinion on a game that you've probably would have never given a chance at all. Just because there's there seems like there's a, a plethora of like a tactics type games out there, um, like Into the Breach, but you wouldn't have known that it was going to be something special like that game until you actually tried it out. And but it, it's like Daniel DC was saying, like it's just tough to like get to all of these video games. Like it's it's inhumanly possible impossible to play every game that's released this year. So you kind of have to. That's kind of like the bittersweet thing about it as well. Is like you know there's games that you're not going to like, yeah, but yeah, but it's too much. It, what 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 if there was games you know that what if there was another Into the Breach game that we're just missing right now and it's a shame that those kind of like slip through the cracks and don't necessarily you know get the attention but i i think um the games media usually is good about like catching these things because well, they, it, they katana, are kind of a tight, well, like tighter zero. community that, i didn't mean interrupt you fish i'm sorry no, katana zero is an example of a game that i think maybe is something that we was sort of like the uh the Into the Breach of this year that we all played. Uh, but just mm-hmm. just to transition back over to Shay. Shay, what do you think about this? Um, Hakuna Matata says, Hakuna Matata 522, in a way, I think it does. 
With everything accessible at our fingertips, I feel that we can take it for granted. Like the Nintendo eShop. Um, there's so much good stuff in there that can get buried under a lot of crap. Do we? Do you feel like you take it at all for granted, Shay? Yeah, for sure. I absolutely do. I mean, I've caught myself multiple times being like, ah, fucking $40 for a game. I'm not going to spend that. And I'm like, wait, that's not that much money comparatively. I mean, like, you know, it might be harder on my wallet at certain points in time, but to spend that much is really not that bad. And it's all how you justify it in your mind. And I think that sometimes, yeah, uh, he's right. Like, it's so easy to buy games, and especially you can find them on sale. I think more easily now than say 10 20 years ago that you could sit there and buy a bunch of games and be like oh i have i have nothing to play i have nothing and like you have like 10 games sitting on your hard drive and you know like you're like eh, whatever you know it's it's easy to take for granted what what you have when you have ease of accessibility and i think that goes with anything in in our lives i think Mm, oftentimes that we kind of forget to just like sit down and appreciate for a moment what it is we have and it's definitely applicable to games i think it really is uh and i think it's i think it's well balanced in certain games like even like content wise too like you think of because we've been playing borderlands 3 so much if they dropped a ton of legendaries all the time legendary wouldn't mean anything to you so yeah they're fairly well yeah they're fairly well spanned out because of that reason and i think unless you're josh and you get all the legendaries (laughs) asshole well that too but um (laughs) no i i think like like in-game content and games itself specifically yeah you got to be able to balance that out and appreciate it and i think that's partially up to the user or the player as well like if you have access to a ton of games and you take it all for granted then yeah of course of course you're not going to appreciate the 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 gems as much so i think it's Mm -hmm. as much up to the consumer as it is the people making the games or the people infusing those uh abilities in a game like a borderlands 3 or like another loot game like diablo 3s things things of that nature mm-hmm. uh space said yes i do i feel that it's expected for artists to pump as much content as they can from executives that the quality is hurt and start to diminish um the hype and love for the art or media now i will say on what i got from that was look at a developer if they know now josh that they can basically pump this game out and because of all your easily accessible uh technological tools that you now have that you didn't have a long time ago you can download those patches and those changes and all the content so maybe instead of working on the game for another six months to a year whether it's financially viable or not i don't know let's just pretend for the sake of argument it is they can get that game out now because they know that you're going to be able to constantly change and update it whereas when we were uh, let's, let's stop saying kids because it's more about the time period as opposed to being a child. Back in the day, for example, the relationship with that media was you bought it and that was the only version of it until they made another one, you mm-hmm. know, a sequel. So um, how do you think that plays into the conversation of accessibility, qu- quality, the quality of the games? Um, a lot of that just varies from developer to developer. Um, I mean, basically everybody will find something to patch at some point um, just because... 
like it's it's basically impossible even even if you spent all that extra time that we're talking about to try to iron all that out something's going to mm-hmm. crop up that you just weren't expecting like that that always always happens that's why speedrunning is such a big thing with all these old games like these old games that you're talking about back in the day they had issues they weren't the glaring game breaking stuff that a lot of times we see game ship with now but there are still issues in there um that there's just this expectation that it will be fixed these days um and sometimes that can be taken advantage of shipping shipping a lesser product um like you're saying um it's interesting i'm not not necessarily sure that's a bad thing i think it can be taken advantage of but i think on the whole i I think it's probably probably for the best um you should be getting a better game over time over time yeah 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 like eventually you should end up with a more polished product because it can be fixed um and again that's not always the case sometimes games are just left to die because yeah you know the developer doesn't see well, any any and, use to continue supporting it but yeah and and here's the tricky part Josh and Shay Fish as we kind of get to our final conclusive thoughts here on the topic um cuz I want to hear from you guys cuz look I'm going to be honest with you I thought a lot about this and I feel like the relationship I have with these products I don't need them to be perfect all the time. And I know that maybe that puts me in the minority, but to me, there was just something about the original product that I, you form a relationship with the good and the bad. Um, and that's what it is. I, I have a good example. When I, I used to write songs with a gentleman and we would make these incredible songs, but he loved to tinker and so like that song would change so much that like eventually I just felt like it was over tinkered. And anybody who writes music knows the feeling of too much tinkering and the or a chef as your metaphor you'd appreciate Josh, you just tinker with the recipe too much, right? There's yeah. something it may not be perfect, but to me there was always something about the relationship with that original product, like Diablo three, where they got rid of the auction house because everyone bitched about it, that I just have always been I've always appreciated. And uh-huh. I feel like when you live in an age where you can constantly smooth out the rough edges then you're not only are you constantly at the whim of the consumer and them screaming on the internet, but you're also constantly at the whim of smoothing out um, things that maybe make your product unique or brave because of an outcry. Now you can objectively say, if people don't like it and they're complaining, then of course you'd want to get rid of it. Right. But all I'm saying is that to me, there's a relationship with those original products. Yeah. I think the whole over smoothing thing isn't as big of a, I don't think that issue crops up as often as you think it does, because a lot of the time the early feedback you get is from the true believers. Like, I've seen this on Steam a lot lately with, you know, different roguelikes or, or whatever, having pre-release periods, and they become increasingly difficult, like just more and more hardcore because that's the feedback they're getting because from the people who want to see this thing while it's being made because they are that involved in you know a certain genre or something um so you can yeah. kind of you it can go both ways it, it, um but like you're saying th- there's definitely definitely a a an upside and it's not i don't think it yes you can tinker forever now but also you you don't have to like just knowing when to stop is always a thing 
the the issue is whenever the game shipped your publisher just told you now when to stop that doesn't mean that they stopped at the right time they just they were forced to stop back back then yeah so and at some point every publisher says yeah it's like no no just fucking <laughs> ship it like we're you're done you're done that's why i'm ship- amazed that yeah. yeah death stranding is even coming out because mm-hmm. kojima had the balls to say okay it's ready to go like him with that crazy game in just two or three years yeah. like that's fucking wild right yeah um and and that still does happen though because i mean a lot of games yeah. like i was updating my switch recently for a new uh like a new system patch um, and figured out, well, I'll just go through and update all my old games and stuff, make sure they're updated as well. Since I'm already on here, kind of, you know, waiting for stuff to download, there were, like, two patches on, like, the 40 games I had on there. Like, so many of those games, they realize, okay, this is done, and then they leave it there. So it's not something that everybody falls into. There there are definitely developers out there that fair, know yeah. when something is finished and, and yeah. just leave it. Um, I'm probably thinking more of the games of service games, the Blizzard games. Yeah, a lot it, that's, of yeah, a lot of the whole you know live service games. Like you're going to be playing this forever. Like the Destinies, like the Destinies, yeah, like everything Diablos. like that. They just, they're endlessly tweaked, endlessly yes. tweaked. So the game you could say you could fundamentally fundamentally say is designed to be unfinished mm-hmm. because they want to change it for the next. It's a five ten year plan. It's a different thing. Yeah, well, yeah, uh, they expect you to be there the whole time. It's not that. There was nothing wrong yeah. with it before, per se. I mean, some mm-hmm. they're fixing bugs and stuff, so sometimes there were issues. But, like, a lot of times they're changing it to change it so whenever you show back up again, you don't feel like everything's stale because it is changing constantly. So, Yeah. This is the last comment, and then I want Shay and Fish to chime in if they have any closing thoughts here as well, Josh. Um, Crumpkey said... I still stand by my original answer that more ways to access video games doesn't mean it's less special. We're having a little back and forth. That's why she said that. We have access to so many great independent games that back in the day we might have never even heard of. And going all digital is much better, said by the woman who has to pack about 300 plus CDs. <laughs> she refuses to sell every time she moves. Yep. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. No, no, I did Crumpkey. I gave all my CD booklets away as gifts to people in my life. Ah. Um like uh, heirlooms, like these are all the terrible CDs I grew up with that you yeah. probably hate. Heirlooms, um, so. <laughs> given to your hairs. Oh God, you know I'm mean. heirlooms. <laughs> uh, you know heirlooms. Is that better? There, there we go. Um, <laughs> you should just let that stand. Yeah, the, my heirlooms. Yeah, each CD comes with a locket of my hair uh, from my curly hair days. So hmm. it's very special. I uh, just tape them on there. And pubes. The really bad CDs have pubes taped. Mm. Uh, speaking of pubes, fish. Closing thoughts here. Oh, before we, before we go on to that, the the moving Come all on. those CDs thing. I, mm-hmm. I I actually I I did this on our last move. I did the same thing, but I had a bunch of DVDs, and I mm. took the whole cabinet of those and just put them in one of those CD cases, like the big, you know, binder things for all my old oh, DVDs, yeah. and did that because. That's smart. I was yeah. I was tired of doing that that move every single time and having to find a new place for them. So yeah, I'm I'm feeling you there on the whole. Yeah, just because Fish it was. St- Fish yeah. still listens to CDs. I think it's so adorable that yeah. he still listens to CDs. I, I, I listen I to still CDs all the you, time. You, uh, it, go uh, Fish. You can't. You can't beat CD quality sound in a car. I, well, I, I is that, is that, is that can't be a fact. <laughs> it's, 
<laughs> There's no scientific proof that I just. I mean, it's, it's better than Bluetooth. It's a gut feeling sure. I got. Bluetooth it's audio is still garbage. So. Yeah. Yeah. Bluetooth is kind of, especially if your car isn't equipped with Bluetooth and you have to go through, which I have to do now. I listen to Bluetooth, actually. I don't Mm. use my CD player anymore, but I still do have my CD cases, which is like three little booklets still in my backseat of my car that just hang out there, you know, and like, I'm sure every once in a while, if somebody, you know, like every once in a while, my daughter will get back there and she'll flip through and be like, oh, what's this CD? Or I'll be like, oh. Yeah, no, you don't want to look at that. That, that, that has half a... those CDs ICP fish. <laughs> no, that one has a big scary clown. Don't don't listen to that. Uh-huh. So, yeah. So you can listen to that, but first, I want you to get out the emergency fago that I keep under the back seat. <laughs> <laughs> the emergency fago. Oh, emergency car fridge. <laughs> it's emergency. Before we can pop but in the CD, we have to drink this. I, I don't mean to stop you, but like, it's a fago. I know that's an ICP joke, but like, what is fago? Is that like basically? Is it like a seltzer, a water seltzer? No, it's it's, it's just a it's just a it's it, it's not a store brand, but it's it's still like a national brand, but it's just like one of the lesser ones, kind of like like sh- like mm-hmm. Shanta or, or what, Fanta. I'm sorry, like Fanta. Fanta? Yeah. yeah, it's it's like Shanta. That. <laughs> What's Shanta? Shanta? You mean Shanta? Sh- Shasta? I know there's Shasta. Shasta. I, I was thinking Shasta. of one of those like Shasta. Sort of... <laughs> just said <laughs> that like he was some British emperor. Shasta. Just Shasta. Do you bring me the Shasta? Somebody get my lemon lime Shasta right away. Serve it, boy. I need my glass of Shasta. You there, Shasta. <laughs> uh, Shasta sounds like. Please go to the Shasta boy. wardrobe, <laughs> where I keep my tropical punch cooled. Oh mm. God! I just spilt Shasta all mm. over my loins. What happened? Oh, what happened with this one? <laughs> where, where, this took a left turn. What? The, the accent. <laughs> that accent was fascinating. Fish. That was the most fascinating accent I have ever heard that in was, my life. Yeah, that was amazing. That was interesting. Uh, can you do that again? Well, I certainly, yes. Okay. Well, let's put this... <laughs> I don't know what this is, but it's good. I don't know what it is, but I don't care. I like it. Yeah. Um, Just like so... Fago. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, fa- uh, fa- but Fago but is, is essentially... It is, it is, it's, it's, but I like it. Like that's, Fago's, that's Fago's tagline. Yeah. I don't yeah. know what it is, but I like it. <laughs> but, but what is it? And then we'll move on. Is it a soda? Is it a... What is it? Yeah, yes, just a it's soda. A, it's a soda. Oh, okay. have, so it's like a, a line of sodas. It's kind of like Coke or Pepsi, as far as or Pepsi Co is like, oh, or Coca Cola okay. Company, like all so their like line of drinks. So yeah, you can get like a cola or a you know red or uh, cotton candy or strawberry or Ugh, just okay. just a bunch of them, bunch Forget of different that. strange flavors that someone thought. Yeah, you can drink that. Mm-hmm. I wonder yeah. if they have failure as a uh, flavor option. That, Piggy pie? That was limited edition, but it's been limited edition for like five years now. I, I don't know if it's going away. Yeah. <laughs> it always, it, I, I mean, it goes, always goes out of stock at my local Japanese stores. Hmm. Mm. Um, when a juggalo plays an RPG, do they always go with the axe? 
Those are the questions we have to ask. Hmm. No, but the bros do. There you Axe, go. Axe body spray. Well, you know, it's... I, I'm not hitting on my jokes today, and it's quite all right. I, I'm just going to keep making <laughs> shitty jokes until one of them lands. Uh, that's how it works. You just keep swinging, right? Mm-hmm. Just keep swinging. Um, I just make every letter... <laughs> God, never mind. It's going to be a horrible joke about making the alphabet on a clit. Um, Shay, any final thoughts here before we move on? A? Um, not particularly. I, th- I mean, like... I think you guys pretty much summed up most of my thoughts. So I just, I guess as a reminder to myself more than to anyone else listening, it's just like appreciate the fact that we have access to all of this stuff at any given point in time. And it's easy to be like, oh man, the shit's expensive. It adds up. And it does. It does. But we are living in an age where we can consume at an ex- the most accelerated rate that we've ever been able to. So it's a good reminder to, you know, not worry so much about quantity as it is to worry about quality. Just sit back when you buy a game, appreciate it and enjoy it. You buy it, you buy music or you subscribe to Spotify, whatever it is. You sit back and you enjoy it. Same with Netflix, anything. And Morgan, please don't make any kind of sexual reference. I could see your eyebrows twitching. I know it's coming. No, I was just going to say, I, I was just going to say, do you have 80 games under your belt or five? You know, just enjoy the games uh, again. I see what you're saying. Gotcha. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, no, I think that's true. I agree. Um, I, I will say this sent me down a really deep path, Shay, because I was thinking about the fact that our relationship with a lot of this will never, we're nostalgic for it to some degree because it will never reverse. You know, as technology increases, you know, the the relationship we have with products, whether it was buying CDs when that's where we were with the medium or purchasing video games when there wasn't a thousand of them available and, you know, looking at that disc on your shelf for, for days or whatever it happened to be, we have a relationship. But like when I carry a CD in my backpack to school every day and listen to it on the bus, like uh, for weeks and weeks on end, like there was, it was more than just appreciating the art. There was a deeper relationship, uh, or around that or a unique relationship with the media when it was more difficult to access to some degree. And I don't think it's right. necessarily better or worse. It's just. Right. Absolutely. It's, it's interesting. Like I've talked about it before. Yeah. Like when final fantasy 10 came out, um, I had the strategy guide and I would sit down with people and we discuss like the best blitzball teams, our favorite blitzball characters and stuff like that. And I, I feel like I spent so much time playing that game, not just Final Fantasy X, but other games, but because, like, I wasn't being like, okay, the next game, okay, the next game, okay, the next game. A, because I was a kid. Yeah. But B, also because, like, there wasn't this massive influx quite like there is now of gaming. And so, like, you had to spend more time on a game. And thereby doing that, you appreciated the game a lot more. Mm-hmm. But it's, you know, it's funny, like, um, that you're you had mentioned in like your story of reverse and school and it reminds me of something that happened yesterday at at my job there i was i had just got done teaching class and i was walking back to the teacher's room and one of these one of these first year kids running runs up to me and he's like shay shay sensei and i was like what's up and he's like how do how do uh 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 reverse and then he does gesture for throwing up and so like of course i'm like oh shit so I'm walking in the classroom and I walk in and there's this kid, he has this plastic bag on his desk and he's just 
up chucking into this plastic bag and everyone's like ah, ah, like freaking out because he's like up chucking in the bag and I realized it's flu season. Flu season is upon us. Mm. It is coming. Not just in Japan, but in the US too. Flu season is coming. Get those flu shots, people. Drink that water. Wash your hands. Hand sanitize. All right. Well, I like how that went from a story into a nice public announcement. Public announcement. Take care of yourself. Wash your hands, fish. Wash your hands after you handle those socks. Come on. Wash your socks, too. Boil boil them down. Mm. Kill all those germs. (laughs) Boil your socks. That's well, weird. I feel like so you you'd have to wash it in order to even make it use usable at that point. Like, mm. it's just going to be like a crusty like slab. You're going to have to mm. wash it in order to wear it. Is are your socks kind of like uh, iridium? People in Borderlands, where you walk up and you have to melee them so they shatter into iridium. Is that kind of what your socks are like when you throw them against a wall? They just shatter. Yeah, yeah. yeah I get it. I, like I do get that. Like Demolition Man. Yeah. I could see, I could uh-huh. see fish and gearbox pairing up to make some type of lube called spermidium, and mm, it would be this super limited edition line of lube. I like it. So, so is that like a like a mix between spermicide and lubrication? Spermidium. It's- that what it's we're going sperm, with the, it's and sperm and iridium mixed together. <laughs> Fish, what part of spermidium do you not understand? He's being very clear here. Spermidium. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, that, that's a multi-million dollar, you know, idea right there. Yeah. yeah I think so. It. Like, you, you whip it out and you're like, you're rubbing your hands together and you're like, oh, you're about to get the spermidium. And she's like, oh, what's that? And he, this purple goop comes out, and it's like shining. Oh. And she's like, "Oh wow, something magical is about to happen right now." A bunch I don't of know if it's about to drop. I think I think we, you got something here. We took this down a dark road. I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. We can I move from the sock. We can move away from matters, the sock finally, fish. I just said. Sorry, I forgot my pop filter. Now I'm really professional. Um, look at my new mic. Are you jealous of my mic fish? Look at that. Look at the size of my mic. Oh, what's different? Oh, you uh, is that uh, is that like those little cradle things for your mic where you can you could kind of bump it and it will transfer any the sound to the mic? Oh wait, it Do- looks just like Josh's. It's like the exact same thing as Josh. Yeah. I oh, just copied okay. Josh. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Do you know what they're called? Um, no. What's it? What's the name for that? A shocky thingy majigger. Ah, very <laughs> very technical. I wouldn't Shock- have guessed that one. Shockity doodad. That's what it is. Is um, that the nickname? Yeah. Shocular. No, I'm pretty excited. Okay. I do. If people don't notice, hopefully I didn't have any issues in the beginning because uh, I was forgetting my pop filter. But uh, yeah, I got a, a better sound setup now, so that hopefully um, it's vastly improved even more going forward. So. We we had no right. idea because you haven't been talking about it every week. Well, I haven't been on the podcast, but I just wanted to boast a little bit. Uh, Shay, look, I'm putting the pressure on you, man. Now you got to get one of these. Look, not gonna happen. <laughs> 
Not at least um, not while I'm in Japan. Oh, well, it feels cool. I'll give you this. It feels cool having this. I feel more professional now. Um, I ah, just that's just all that matters is you feel professional. Psychological. Yeah. Well, I don't. I don't want to feel too professional. Uh, just slightly more professional. Oh come on! It's no, true. Morgan. I want you feeling super duper fucking professional sitting there in the hosting seat. Mm. I want to so, have it any other way. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, it's nice of you, um, Fish. Maybe you can send speak- him a Fago set so he feels even more professional. Yeah. You like, uh, you like pineapple, Morgan? <laughs> you, you've known me your whole life. Do you think I fucking like pineapple? <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> We're not friends anymore. Um... Wait, but you showed me a, there was video of a grapefruit that you had. Um, a grapefruit and a pineapple are very different. Uh, similar. They're kind of similar. They're both in the sour uh, range. No, of a pineapple things. is not sour. Yeah, there, there's it's... a bit of tartness to them. Quite a bit of tartness to pineapple. Josh is just horrified by this conversation. I don't. I don't really think of a pineapple. I should ask: Is that <laughs> the grapefruit I was using? Um, so I didn't know you could buy actual just grapefruit chunks. So because I, I was buying like actual grapefruits and then cutting them and eating them, but they were just too bitter and like it's a lot of work for like four scoops of of pulp, right? So I was started to buy like the jars of grapefruit that's already pre-cut, um, and it's good. <laughs> it's, it's really good. I think you offended Josh there. He looks well, hurt. You know, it's like it's a lot of work to dig. If all only that. this apple came in a convenient, travel-safe package that I could take with me wherever I wanted. Well, they do. McDonald's gives you those little apple slices for your kids, and they're in a little baggie. And you just eat them. No, it's apple's this. a little different, Josh. You don't. Have you ever tried eating a grapefruit? You don't get a lot out of it. it you, it's like you, you get the whole scoop. thing. You, and they squirt at you, and it's sticky you and get burny. The and... whole thing. There's actually a there's there's kind of an art that you learn. To uh, you kind of scoop it with a spoon around the edges, and you kind of scoop it out like an oh, orange sort of. A thing. I get I get real technical with it. I get a little paring knife, and I follow the little lines that separate each little. Uh, uh, yeah, speaking of which, of grapefruit. That video you sent us there. Yeah, you're not getting a lot of grapefruit out of there. There was an awful lot of grapefruit still left there that you were missing. Mm-hmm. You got maybe a yeah. third of the grapefruit out of that thing. You and were, you wasted that grapefruit. Yeah. That oh, poor grapefruit. get off of my asshole. Mm. Um, I will say this. That video I put up on the Patreon page, patreon.com slash swordchomp. Uh, if you look for our Patreon tier, $5, VIP, Instagram page, full access top secret videos check this out guys i was just looking at this by the way i want to thank you to all of our patron supporters have been so kind and so amazing and to give their hard-earned money to us um for this passion project that we slave away at we now have 508 posts in the vip instagram page 508 posts if you're just signing up that tell the secret behind the scenes story sword chomp and if you think Fish is a cutie pie and you want to see him shirtless, make sure you sign up for the $5 VIP tier. There's a lot of pictures I put up there without Fish's permission that he was very upset with me about. Hmm. So That's true. Get them get while you can. Uh, you can actually talk to me in person and the crew if you sign up for our 
$20 tier as well. So if you want to see me in the flesh, yeah, you know. Well, can they see your flesh, though? How much flesh are we talking here? They have to get me real comfortable. I'll just say that, okay? Shots. We'll play a drinking game with you, and if you win, you might get fish out of this shell. Well, fish don't live in shells. Um, Turtles live in shells? Um... What's the most shell-like fish? That's what I want to know. And don't say shellfish. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say it. I was going to say Because that's an abomination of the term fish, if you ask me. Um, Is it? You have shape. you have strong feelings about fish that you don't like uh, in the first place? There's I there's a, there's a level below that. And it's, well, shellfish mm, are just... That are an abomination unto fish? They're aquatic uh, insects, and I don't like the term fish being used to describe shellfish, mm. so. That's all I'm going to say. Don't you think it's a little weird? Come on. Think about it. Uh, should make that a poll. Uh, now, don't miss the polls. They'll be rocking here in about 15 minutes or so where we square off Red Dead versus Zelda Breath of the Wild and more. Uh, speaking of ease of <laughs> access, when you can get it all the time, you're not afraid to turn down sex for indigestion. More on that later. Um, but let's talk some games. Oh, fish! Guess who's calling again? Oh, Shay and Josh are gonna be so excited about this. Somebody's calling. He's saying he's giving you this. Let it go to voicemail. I think it's important, though, Josh. I don't think this is a robocall. It's the FBI. Don't answer it. Oh shit! Should I put the piece of tape over the camera so they know I'm not here? I mean. It's a bit late no. at this at this point, but clear yeah. tape won't help you. You know, hey, to the Just goddamn to phone! To I'll start doing the I'll oh. do the AOL dial-up sound. I'm, I'm powering it down. I'm sorry, I, I can't do this. Okay. Just unplug the hey, phone. It, it's uh-huh. been... <laughs> uh. rip it from the wall. Hey, fish! It's me, Bungie. Uh, hello, Bungie. It's a long time no see. I heard that you haven't played our game in a long, long time, Mister. I've been. I haven't, and I feel like I've I've missed out on so much of your content over the past two years since your initial release of Don- Destiny Two, and I'm surprised to find out that nearly all of it's free now. That's absolutely right. Well, we're glad to have you back, and make sure that you spend money because you can buy lots of glimmer <laughs> and lots of silver uh, to oh. purchase all those wonderful items that you oh, might not drop for you, as well as the $25 Forsaken expansion and the $35 expansion for, I forgot the fucking name of it, the moon thing. <laughs> Shadow Keep. Yeah, Shadow Keep. Yeah, no. uh, it's just, this is a good story, guys. We play Destiny for a night. We don't have a lot to talk about yet, okay? We're going to start streaming it because... You know, Fish has been suffering through a lot of streams, so I figured it's only fair we stream something he wants. We have been wanting to see what we missed, basically. And it's a nice comparison point for Borderlands 2, but... Fish, you haven't touched Destiny uh, 2 in two years. You popped back in. And you felt... Um... Uh... You know, it's weird. Like, I don't feel like I left off because I had to start a new character. 
But they do a cool thing of raising your light level to, I guess, uh, 750, which seems absurd. Like, I don't know why they start you up that high. I, I don't know if, like, people are starting the game and they have to start at, like, light level 1. So I'm not sure why they start you up so high at that point. But it, anyways, um, it's strange. Well, I can answer that question for you. What? Because they want you to get where you need to be faster. Nobody wants uh, to start at level right. one again. Do you want to start right. at level one, zero light? No, no. But I'm curious if there is like people who do want to start out at level one because the when we when I when we both started Destiny two, it wasn't Destiny two's initial opening mission. It was actually Destiny's opening mission where you wake up in that car graveyard. By, and your ghost wakes you up and yeah, yeah. takes you it takes I wanted you to tell the... Josh about it, but he ran away. He started talking yeah. about Destiny, and he ran away. <laughs> yeah. it... mm. Big meaning. That's a shame. Well, he, he's playing it on PC, so uh, I think he's he's yeah. playing it on the... I actually I think... want to play it on PC myself, but I, I don't have a good, good PC to play it on. Um, so I have it on Xbox One X, and uh, it's free to play. I mean, you could download original Destiny. You get, I think you could go through, you know, the original campaign of Destiny, but you also have um, Curse of Osiris that's also free to play, that entire expansion, mm -hmm. as well as um, Warmind uh, expansion. So um there there's quite a bit of content there that's free to play for anybody who's never played you know um destiny or um has even experienced those uh two uh expansion packs which um i know me both me and morgan haven't uh actually played so it it was it was a brand new experience essentially from destiny but for us but you know it's over a year old at this point yeah, yeah it's weird because and I'll reiterate some of it when Josh gets back. But basically, my understanding is that because you can start... Um, so basically, like you were saying, Fish, you sh they do that Cosmodrome mission at the beginning to do like a throwback to Destiny 1, but that mission morphs into a big open battle with other live players, yes. and then you just go to the tower and you're at light level 750. Now, the cool thing is, Josh, you actually can do any of the content at that level, and it's scaled to you. So if you miss Destiny 2's campaign... You can do it all, and it's scaled to you. It's called the Red War. They separate all the, the quest lines by um, campaign, which is really smart. So me and Fish knew that we had already done that, so we jumped into the Osiris DLC that we missed, uh, and that's <laughs> what we played the that first. That was brave of you. I, I liked it. I okay. thought it was fine. I didn't like this. The story was, you know, the, guy, the Osiris guy is stupid looking. He's got, like, a big headdress thing and it's well, i wouldn't say stupid he's just it just almost seems a little out of place like egyptian type of stuff in a sci-fi yeah. type of game you know but yeah, it, it is part of their lore like it's something that they've kind of embraced and told and it's also part of their pvp as well so um, i just think he would have been if they would have made him more interesting aesthetically or like you're right he sticks out weird like that world doesn't have hard and fast rules about aesthetic but it does have a specific look to it a mixture of technology and sort of primitive mm -hmm. uh fantasy and stuff but yeah he right. just looks weird with his weird like headdress and stuff but so you didn't yeah. like the you weren't a fan of the osiris stuff no no most of the quest lines there were pretty bad like it was it, it, they felt like fetch quests a lot of the time like it was like um and it's been forever since I even played that. But yeah, that particular expansion just did not do anything for me. Um, and part of it may be that you 
haven't just played you know the other the campaign the other campaign and then gone into that but yeah Could it's be. it's it was not really all that interesting after the main campaign um it wasn't the narrative for me Josh it was just the the environments were really pretty and they did some interesting things with like there was that one environment we walked out and it looked like no man's sky it was like gorgeous and you're only there for like 10 seconds but it was like environmentally it looked really interesting but uh you know narratively i not necessarily yeah um yeah yeah you're you're on mercury which is a place you've never been to in destiny or at least we haven't been to um so it it was kind of a new area uh, to explore like i'm curious how big mercury it becomes because right now we're just going through we we just i think we're only about 20 minutes into the campaign of curse of osiris so i'm not sure how further along that that whole zone opens up if it's comparable to like the edz or not Nessus really kind of no. you've probably okay. seen about all oh, of that's it a which is that part of the issue that's like you walk right. through it and you've seen it so yeah, sure. yeah um yeah it, that, well that's the thing is like the the storyline behind it almost like gives way to like a minimalist type of like area. revisiting stuff because he was he's been yeah. all over doing all this other stuff right. so you revisit a yeah. lot of stuff the new area does look really different cool timelines, but yeah. i didn't feel like you did anything there yeah it looked like yes. you wanted to be there and kind of explore a bunch right it looks great and yeah I, I tried to i even tried to when it came out at first i'm like okay there's got to be something else here and there really wasn't anything to do there like it's a tiny planet, kind of yeah. like uh, uh, what was it, the for, Forsaken King, whatever. I can't remember the name of the expansion, it's, but oh, the Dreadnought. Yeah, like the Dreadnought, which was. Dreadnought I mean, was pretty cool. nothing's oh, going to live up yeah. to that, but I'm kind of expecting something to do there, something to like, you know, explore yeah. and find. Like we've never been to this place, and then there's nothing to do there. So, well, it's it's weird hearing people talk about this stuff, fish, because like they, from what I was hearing, the Forsaken DLC was pretty massive. And I don't think any of us jumped into it. I haven't. And uh, this is, that's the issue that I think they're, I don't know why they're trying to charge for expansions on a free-to-play game. Like, that's, you're fracturing the player base constantly by, I mean, not exactly because you can always go back and play the old stuff with friends, but like, it, well, it, yeah. It seems smart in this way, Josh, because me and Fish, if if we're enjoying it, Playing $25 for Forsaken for me is not going to be that big of a deal. The problem is I don't want to pay 25 and then 35 yeah. for the new one. I'm surprised the Forsaken isn't also free, and then they don't just charge you for the newest one. So, like, the yeah. 5% of players who are hardcore will pay them, and then they're still – you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's a, it's a different kind of model because you're not – you can still buy silver and stuff. It's weird. Yeah, why still – Forsaken's a year old, but they're still putting a price on it as if to say – it's at a bit of a premium. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's confusing. It's very confusing the way they're, a little bit. The way they're doing it. it. It seems like, like it, you it said, doesn't seem like, like the older stuff should have been. Way. At least the older stuff, if nothing else, because, yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah. Well, everything, I mean, maybe they're just saying Forsaken is new enough that we still feel like it's worth money. It's only a year old, um, but everything else is free. So you still get Warmind, the uh, Curse of Osiris, and all of Destiny 2's campaign, including... And you can do all the strikes and stuff with probably anyone. I Well, I bet you probably don't get the new maps if you haven't paid for that content, but you can still do all that multiplayer shit for free, too. So there's a lot there. There really is. Um, but I will oh, say this, Josh. It was sure. weird. When me and Fish walked in there, I was like, I don't know. Well, Fish, <laughs> Fish didn't have a problem. 
figuring it out. But I was like, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go. What's going on? It was confusing. But Fish was just hopping around. He was like, woo, this game is so gorgeous. Oh, I'm talking. Hey, Zavala, how have you been? Woo, oh, my God. Whoa, what is this? Oh, my God, this game is so pretty. Why don't video games look this pretty? Oh, my God. It was just like, and he just basically took me around and helped me pick up the right stuff because I was like, I don't know what's going on here. Mm-hmm. So, I appreciate it. Thank yeah, th- th- there is quite a bit of stuff to to go over. Like, um, <clears throat> I've heard other people from other podcasts talk about like there is a like inundated a lot other podcasts. You cheating? Uh-huh. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Uh, they, they, they talk about like a, there's a plenty of missions because, like we said earlier, like there all the different ex- all the different expansions are open to you, and like if you first start a character, like. It seems like there's like a branching tree of like all these missions from each area that you can explore, and yeah. like they they it feels like they're just like trying to give that to you mm-hmm. and hope that you just accept them real quick. That way, whenever you head over there, you already have that mission and you're not like you redoing a bunch of stuff. certain areas. Yeah, it feels more yes. MMO like yes. than Destiny right. One did. Very. I- I honestly oh, yeah. at first was confused and kind of weirded out by it, but then once I figured out what they did, the structure, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is really smart. Because we were right away, we were doing shit that we wanted to do anyway yep. from yeah. where we left off. So mm-hmm. it, um, yep. It is, I disagree with Fish a little bit. I still think, well, that's not true. I still think the game is gorgeous. It's really not that old, technically, if you think about it, because Destiny 1 was uh, 2014, and this is D2. Yeah. D2 right. would have been 2017. So mm-hmm. late twenty old. late twenty seventeen. Yeah, so it still looks um it still looks really good. I don't necessarily <laughs> wasn't creaming like fish was, but it was Well it was, uh, uh part of that might have been because I didn't have a four K TV at the time when I played <gasps> Destiny yeah, 2. That's true. I, I also yeah. didn't have, you know, this uh one point five upgrade of uh, Xbox One X. Um, yeah. so. and it's enhanced. A lot of the bunch bungee stuff is did is Xbox One enhanced, so right. pretty nice. Yeah. So it, it did look, I, I don't think, like, the assets were necessarily changed dr- drastically. It just looked a bit more cleaner. Um, the, I think the oh. HDR actually does it that, a lot more justice as far as um, visually um, because uh, the colors seem to, like, really uh, match um, what the creators essentially wanted to go for. And, like, going through the Curse of Osiris uh, area, you would think, you know, a deserty type of planet um, would wouldn't be that pretty, but like they've they actually found a way to, you know, um, through through I guess the storyline of going through the different timelines actually allow, allow you to see more beautiful vistas within that. Um, but it, 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 it looks they great. Tr- they do trippy weird shit. Like the video I sent you guys that I put on the Instagram page that people were kind of commenting on if they're getting back in Destiny. There's, they do some really interesting things visually, like the fucking looks incredible, but it's it's just aesthetic, you know. It's right. um, like yeah. Josh said, the narrative isn't super interesting, but it's it was a tiny expansion. I don't think we're expecting yeah. the world. The, no. the point the point I wanted to get to is that we're streaming this, and I'm only going to cut you off because we're going to talk more about it when we get into the new stuff, like the Forsaken and and past that. I think it's worthy of sh- a t- show slot because otherwise we're just going to be rambling too much about older stuff. Older stuff, yeah. No, I, did, I, I see that. Yeah, I do want to. I did want to give them our first impressions of the, the free to play because that is a new thing. Destiny is for going free to play is a big deal. And Fish is something interesting. Shay, I think to kind of put a bow on this Destiny talk for the show, he was like, "I don't get it. Why doesn't? Why does Shay like Borderlands, but he doesn't like Destiny when it's basically a better version of Borderlands? You know what I mean? It's like Borderlands, but if Borderlands had good gunplay, 
And I said, you know, let's just ask Jay on the podcast. Let's see what he says. Do you want to ask him, Fish, or did... Go ahead. Oh. (laughs) Well, yeah. Um, uh, Well, here's the thing. Well, wait a second. Josh just said because Destiny is slow. I saw that. (laughs) Destiny is a kind of a... Destiny is more of like... It is kind of a grind where you're not just... You cover an awful lot in Destiny compared to some of the others. Uh, yeah, that and you mean strategy? Yeah, you do use strategy. Yeah, right. no, just cover. What, what strategy does you use in Borderlands? Goomba stomping the guy. You Goomba stomp oh, a God. bitch. That's that's what you do in in Borderlands. That doesn't seem efficient, and you're the only one playing that class, so I don't wouldn't be able. to Everyone has a ground pound. Yeah, they're just not not oh, as OP as, as the yeah. the siren because her whole deal is melee. So. Have you ever played a Titan in Destiny? Because they have the greatest ground pound of all time. They do, and you can do it once every two minutes. Yeah. Feels ex- yeah. I'm sorry, we cut Shay off. Shay, get back quick. up here. Every two get, minutes? Get Shay back up What to is the, the cooldown on that ground pound? It's 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 a Yeah, it's it's quite a bit. Anyway. We'll wait for Shay here. Why why are we waiting for me? I was, I was throwing you a question, and then Josh You didn't throw me a question. You threw me a statement. Well, I, I was hoping Fish was going to throw you a question. I was just trying to shepherd him like a Sherpa. That doesn't make sense, does it? Like 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 a shepherd, <laughs> shepherd possibly. Shepherd? Like, like a shepherd, like a possibly. Sherpa? Nice. <laughs> oh my Shepherding God. Sherpa. Is that like an Einstein genius? God damn it! I did it to myself. Mm. Boy, I was an Einstein <laughs> genius. God damn Interesting. it. Interesting. Um, yeah, the Einstein genius. Pose the question to Shay that you started to do in the intros before I cut you off. What? Hello, do it. Come on. Oh, I don't want to have this debate. We've talked about oh. Destiny too much. What are we going to have a talk about Borderlands? I don't want there to be, you know, any bad blood between these these two looter shooters. Can both coexist in, in the world? And one person doesn't necessarily need to play the other. It wasn't a competition. It was just an, like, why does Shay enjoy the one that's clearly inferior? That's all the question was. Well, I'm sure I'm sure Shay has his reasons, and but why? he doesn't have to explain himself to me. You should I, 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 I think, Yes, he I think does. He's your friend. It's a podcast where we explain how we feel about things. Okay. They're both, you shoot and you loot in both of them. Why do you like one and not the other? That sounds like you're you're trying to. There's no wrong answer. Extrapolate that that answer out of him, Morgan. Well, that is my job as the host. I was just hoping you were going to do it for me. No, he's trying to manipulate you. Okay, yes, he's <laughs> mali- manipulating God. me, and he's manipulating you. <laughs> <laughs> I love getting manipulated. It's hot. Oh. <laughs> sounds almost painful. Okay, let's rephrase it this way, Shay. This is hmm. not. And an insinuation or attack from fish. He was just curious why you were able to stick with something like Borderlands uh, that he finds rather tedious, and you were able to stick with something uh, as opposed to Destiny, which you are not usually able to stick with. And they're both, you know, looty shooting kind of games. That's fair. I'm glad. I'm glad you're curious, fish. That's good. <laughs> Stay curious. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm being an asshole. Uh, no, um, 
honestly, Destiny's story is incredibly boring. Like, I couldn't tell you a single thing that fucking happened when I played for the, what, I play like 10 hours of that of Destiny 2. I don't know a single thing that happened in the story. People were in trouble and you go save them. And uh, like Josh said, it's slower paced for sure. And uh, I don't know. I just found myself bored, to be honest with you. Do you think that Borderlands has a better story than uh, Destiny? Um, I wouldn't necessarily say better because I think both the stories are not like upper quality. But if if I put them side by side, which one would I prefer? I would definitely prefer Borderlands story. Hmm. I the one thing I think is interesting about that is that Destiny One. I think that's a fair complaint. Destiny 2 had uh, that a pretty cool villain with Gaul, and it was a pretty straightforward storyline. Remember, he's that giant... I feel like... I, feel I like, didn't even remember, remember that that was the villain. He kicks you off like Spartan-style at the beginning of the game, and they, they raid. That's why they call it the Red War. All they I all, completely they forgot the cabal, about everything the you're saying. I can't remember okay. if we well, killed him or not. not at the end. Okay, I can't remember. You, you definitely kill him. Okay. Yeah. Okay. He, remember he... Remember he screamed out, "I've become legend." All right, oh, I, mean, I remember good for him. And, Dude, could, yeah. Dom, Dominus Gaul was pretty cool. Honestly, I'm just saying. Dude, Dude, couldn't tell it, you was good, uh, it was a good. It was a good premise, but obviously, I didn't even remember we killed him. So, I, I, I'm just well, just because you don't remember. It, I mean, it's a long time ago. I'm just saying, Destiny One. I think it's a fair criticism, but they they fixed a lot of that with D two. I definitely think idea. that's a fair cri- criticism. Like, if you don't remember the story, like, I remember games that I played five years ago, ten years ago, twenty years ago, spent five, ten hours on them, and I remember the story. Like, fucking Meat Boy has less of a story than Destiny, and I remember more of the story from that game. I think that's a little... I'm just saying, how do you not remember the I remember Crash Bandicoot's story better than I remember Destiny's story. Snorry, story. This is upsetting. Hmm. Uh, well, that's Dominus a bit Gaul, much. But Dominus Golf Fan Club, wherever you're at, I thought Destiny Two had a good story. Destiny One, I'd agree with you. It was mostly lore and uh, aesthetics of the world and music that were interesting. But Destiny Two, I thought they did a good job of fixing it. So, Borderlands oh. music is better. There's another example of why no, Borderlands. No, it's is not better. better, but it is oh, yeah. very good. Oh yeah, it's much better. Destiny has some incredible. Mario O'Donnell from Bungie. I know, I know I know who Martin O'Donnell is. I know Halo? that the music is good in Destiny. We've already talked about so it, but Borderlands is better. You like the music in Borderlands better than Destiny. Okay. I just want to get this all on the record. So then I can take the record. Okay. And seal it in the tomb. Okay. Of the dead. Um, all right. You, okay. You're setting yourself up for a lobbed dunk that isn't going to quite make it into the hoop. I, I guess I don't really feel like they're slower, but that's interesting, I, I think. Oh, just because Borderlands has more, like, uh, fetch quests, but um, Destiny is, like, what do you mean slower? You mean, like, the pace of the combat, or do you mean the pace yeah, of... Yeah, that's what I... What, what, what are you referring to? The pace of the combat is slower. Yeah. So, yeah. more meticulous. Okay. And you so you just, like, the sort of run and gun No one style. said more meticulous. Yeah. Not a single person well, said more meticulous well, except you. Destiny is generally... I'm just saying, objectively, Destiny is generally thought to be the best uh, first-person shooter gameplay on console. Um, P- 
period. Okay, so a, I'm lot just people, objective, a, a lot of people objective a lot of people objectively think uh, Jonas Brothers and Justin Bieber and Ellie Golding are top tier music. Doesn't mean they're right. Huh. But if they said they were attractive, you'd have to agree. That has nothing to do with what we're talking about. Most people that don't enjoy Destiny still enjoy the gameplay. They just don't like maybe some of the other stuff or the end game or the well, the first Destiny, like the lack of story. I, th- I thought the gameplay was the equivalent of Halo with a worse story. At least Halo had but a you good loved story. Halo. But you loved Halo. Up until, until Reach. <laughs> All right. Well, just had to know. Just wanted to get that out there. Um, thank you, Fish. I, I, I still, I still don't, I, I don't, I don't get the tone of what you're trying to convey here. I it just, almost seems like you're I trying to make a I'm point that trying... hasn't been made yet. I just don't understand it. I don't understand it. Okay, and then I, just leave I, it I feel that. like maybe there's something. All right, I just, I just don't understand. Well, you know, you've been trying to understand yeah. for years. I tell you why. And you still don't understand, so it's it's a rehashed argument at this point or dispute. And this is why Fish Ooh. wanted to avoid it too, because he Fish already knows that I've given all these reasons, mm-hmm. and he's like, Look, "Why am I going to have this retreaded dis- yeah. disagreement and discussion again?" It's kind of shame. People, well, that was you used to hate Borderlands. That was your thing. You were I hate Borderlands guy. This is not the same place we were. All you ever did was team up with us when we shat on Borderlands chest, and now you're Borderlands guy, and we're like, "Well, now I'm opening it. chest in Borderlands while you're still <laughs> shitting on them." No, I really like Borderlands. I just, it's just hard for me to compare it to something like Destiny. I mean, it's, it's like a fine wine to a, a something you might find at Albertsons for $9, you know, just. Uh, like a box yeah. of wine the finest, that you advocate finest for. of boxed wines. <laughs> <laughs> making me thirsty. Well, uh, you know, it's just interesting because you used to not, you know, I'm just curious. Maybe one day you'll come around on Destiny. Who knows? You came around on Borderlands. It's possible. Anything's possible. It's it's possible, but I wouldn't hold your breath. <gasps> All right. Well, I want to thank you for that update. And look, we have new listeners, so it's always nice to rehash any fights. I know they enjoy that stuff. <laughs> uh, a civil dis- civil discourse. If you, will. you want to hear a five year old uh, fight? Listen to the newest episode of the Chomcast. <laughs> it never gets old. Well, we don't really have nice fights anymore. It's just and fish is just too pleasant. You don't want to fight any. You know what? We haven't had a new fight. fight in a week. Fish doesn't want to hear you shit on something he loves. That's why he doesn't want to fight. <laughs> or maybe I can't he take him. My poor little, <laughs> just his poor little fishy maybe heart. Maybe he's into shit play. <laughs> shit, shit right all over my heart, please. Uh, oh shit! Oh, I just don't get. It. Anyways, moving on. Uh, we'll keep you updated if we make anything, and um. If we make headway into the Forsaken or the new, the, the more relevant expansions. Other than that, mm. me and Fish are just going to start streaming it. Mm. So. That's mm. right. I'm going to play the most rarefied of shooters, <laughs> Destiny 2. Oh. You know, it is the fine wine of. Sh- yes, thank you, Shay. I like that. Uh, they don't have the. They don't have the. The finest of the fart jokes. The finest of free to play wines. Yeah, if only we had the fart jokes of Borderlands. <laughs> it's the best free sample of wine Olive Garden can give you. It's it's just nice mm. to have a game that doesn't crash my Xbox. Just say that. 
Oh, well, maybe you should get the better system, like PlayStation, where it hasn't crashed my PlayStation oh. once. Actually, I'm gaming on Xbox, though. <laughs> <laughs> Shitty point on my part. Maybe you should you get a good just, Xbox. You, you should have just went with it, because I don't think anyone caught it immediately. That I, we would have moved on. My own, my yeah, own you folly. Sold it. It's all good. Let's do polls. Folly. Let's do polls. Uh, well, I want to give, well, almost. I wanted to give Josh to talk, time to talk about two games from the arts every week. We're two oh, games yeah, that's right. sprinkling sorry, in from the uh, arcade um, for the sake of time because we have that other podcast we're recording today as well. Do you have two games you'd like to sprinkle in on this Destiny Pie? Just huh. Sorry. Isn't that your usual you order at uh, at the at the club? Fish is the Destiny Pie. <laughs> oh <Is> that... no! <laughs> and he does Come not tip, you scumbag. Mm. More on that later. <laughs> how do you how do you tip a pie? Oh, yeah, he doesn't get the joke. Um, think about it for a while, fish. It's gonna hit. It's gonna hit you hard. Uh, yeah. Uh, um. <laughs> Oh my goodness! I'm just, I'm I completely derailed how, myself. How, with how, that, how about I grab two? That, I saw you talking about. Let's do uh, <laughs> sign our hearts. I saw you playing sign our hearts. Let's go there. Oh yeah. Well, I'll, I, I'm not sure that the whole. There's no reason to keep doing an Apple Arcade segment as far as limiting ourselves to two. There are tons of games on there that aren't exclusive or anything. Like oddly enough, the first. Our first week, we basically hit all the exclusives, and everything else is that they've been releasing these last couple of weeks. They're coming out on everything, um, which is you know not to say it's not a good point for Apple Arcade because they're getting them. But yeah, I guess I was just trying to shuffle a little yeah. bit at a time. Um, for yeah, sake but of time. if we're gonna do like a Grab two a, a week yeah. thing. Like you're saying, well, we which, have to, whatever. this particular show, because we're recording two today, we got to yeah. keep things um, within reason. Yeah. Yeah, we'll just go in a sign our Wild Hearts, which is worth getting on anything you can get it on. Um, so if you aren't an iPhone user, um, yeah, you can go ahead and grab, well, it's 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 on uh, PS4, Switch, and uh, all the Apple products currently. Um, I believe it's supposed to be coming to, I'm not sure I'm not sure if it's coming to the Microsoft stuff or not but anyway um, it is a I'm trying to think even what to, what to call it it's it's it's, Hip, it's like a playable res. album but you are it's not completely rhythm game it's like a variety of different genres that you play through um, Mostly like kind of on rail, um, either shooting or driving or it's weird. I I can't even describe what it is. Um, well, we're off to a flying start here. <laughs> yeah, because it it has it has segments that are like res closer to the end. So the whole on rail, you know, like trying to make combo shooting type of a thing, which is something that's existed, and they have essentially racing sections but you're not racing where you're just you know trying not to hit stuff because you're going down extremely extremely fast um like on rails shooters it's it's almost kind of like um 
it's, it's, it's almost yeah, like the uh, the on rail sections of like a like a Crash Bandicoot or something. Not not identical, but it's the same sort of like it's really really right. fast paced. There's like tracks, yeah. kind of like invisible tracks to some degree sometimes. But you can feel you're moving on a grid, usually left and right. And yeah, it's just like I I think the res comparison is good. If you just Google the game Sinara Wild Hearts, if you probably already heard of it, you'll see exactly what kind of game it is. It's got the the style is very like purplish, pinkish. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, indie cyberpunk kind of a thing going on. Yeah, it's, it's futuristic. It's, it's, it's all, there's, there's multiple it's vehicles. Like, yeah, it's right? like vector art type stuff. Not all vector yeah. art, but there's an awful lot of of that in there. Um, and it's just gorgeous. Like it is, it's the best game, best looking game out so far this year. Um, yeah, just it's 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 like it's like if Persona Five had style. Which is like that's oh, now those are those are fighting talk, right? Well, there. I mean that's the point. Like it's uh, like everything in there is so ridiculously over the top, stylized type design um, behind behind like all the art in there. And that's that's I'm not shitting on Persona Five. Like I love that art style, but I'm just kind of as as far as a point of comparison. Um, I think it's got a cool art style, yeah. but it is a little more on the. It's gonna sound. Like I'm, uh, God, uh, it's gonna sound like I'm being, um, God, what's the word? It's like, uh, my brain just sputtered and died on me. I, I don't mean this is a pejorative. It's, um, it's like looks a little plain intentionally. Like, you know, like you were saying with vector art, there's a lot of smooth tones and colors. So like, there, there's nowhere, there's nowhere near as much as detail as you'd it's find. Low in poly. Like, like it's, it's like yeah. all the characters are, um either cell shaded or vector shaded but it's it's they're fairly low poly um which yeah, i think yeah. is fine cuz they they all read perfectly like there's nothing anyway um no no i i agree i agree. i'll just yeah. say this i think it looks really cool i don't think i'm as high on it as you because i i've never been into like low poly art styles because i just it's just never been my thing but i do think it it's very distinctive like you see the game and you immediately know like when they used to have mm-hmm. those trailers on the for the switch version you're like okay yeah, I I know that Cyanar Wild Hearts. You can generally just look at it, which yeah. which I do agree with you there. And multiple multiple vehicles, right? I only did. Like, yeah, yeah. It's it's it, they have. Uh, I mean, they're all. A lot of them are similar, but they do control slightly differently. Um, just kind of based off of uh, like you, like you start off on a longboard, uh, and that controls. Fairly straightforward, <laughs> and then so Cali. Yeah, <laughs> start off on a longboard. Yeah, and well, and then the girl's like the story is like she just broke. She's going through like a breakup. So the whole it's, the whole game is like a journey through your existential breakup crisis. Uh, yeah, it's kind of got a almost this American Gods type of a uh, feeling to it, but like as if the different um um you know tarot deities or like having this war or whatever and she's kind of their proxy for it trying to get over this breakup mm-hmm. is it's kind of an abstract story but it's yeah it is it's kind of um you know, kind of like different phases of a breakup like you're saying um and using that to explain just the, the you know the different metaphors of what what they're going through um yeah um and then, like I said before, it's essentially a playable album because each of the different songs kind of has a progression going through there with the different different levels that you're playing. Um, 
but any, anyway, back to like the different vehicles and stuff. Like they all control slightly differently. Not really enough for you to notice an awful lot, except for the more extreme ones. Like at some point you are sailing a boat, and at one point you're like driving a car, kind of like in like the old uh, '90s arcade games. Um, mm-hmm. And those control significantly differently than the other ones, um, just because they've got way more weight to them. So you you like feel yourself kind of sliding around uh more um it's fairly easy to just get through like like i said there's a lot of stuff coming at you really fast so you probably will still die getting through there but it's very forgiving about how far it sends you back and like getting you right back into the song so you don't feel like you're re repeating like the same you know thing over and over and over again um which which works really well um the difficulty really comes in like the score chasing if you're going to do that which is kind of kind of again kind of like res like you can get through res like nothing like there's not a yeah. ton of challenge there but there's a like there's a score chasing aspect to it so it it really does like res is kind of the bi- biggest comparison i can i can give to it it's that sort of you know on rails doing something like of a game um with a you know a little bit more variety thrown in than just shooting like res or collecting stuff like an endless runner or something but um it's it's in that vein um and uh yeah so it's got like score chasing stuff it's got um something that i'm i'm still trying to figure out is it has like these different zodiac riddles that have you trying to complete very specific objectives in certain levels but it's it's not you have to figure it out in order to uh um actually complete them like like for example one the one i've figured out so far was um i'm not i'm not going to explain oh whatever if if i'm explaining how it was anyway one of them was like anyway i'm um to to not get a placed score like to not rank like gold silver bronze in the first level which it's the first level you have to go out of your way to not get enough points to to score <laughs> um so yeah. they'll have weird objectives like that that you have to figure out based off of a riddle which i think is pretty cool it adds like it's hard, harder yeah harder to play that level badly yeah than it is yeah to play and, and not all of them are like that but like they're very specific things to do in some of the levels so like some of them are fairly obvious what you're supposed to do but they're really hard and then some of them are just like what what is it even asking me to do um, which is kind of a nice, it, it's a nice way to get the replay value out of it. Um, cause a lot of the levels are mm-hmm. fairly short. The game on a, as a whole is fairly short. Cause like I said, it's, it's, it's an album. It's like an hour and a half as far as just, you know, the usual length of an album. Um, but there's a ton of reasons to go back to it. So. Cool. Um, well, that's interesting. Sinero Wild Hearts. Mm-hmm. There you go. Josh said it's his favorite looking game of the year artistically. What else you got on that docket? Um, I think the next one. Did we talk about Grindstone? I think I only mentioned it yeah. briefly, but anyway, Grindstone's good. I know. I'm I'm just gonna hit this very briefly because I know we didn't talk about it because I was talking with the other guys about it after the show. The music in that game is excellent. Um, I didn't bring it up at the time because you know whatever it was we were 
trying to knock them out really quick. Uh, music and Sayonara Wild Hearts is also excellent. I mean, obviously, it's it's an album. If I didn't want to sit there and listen through it, I wouldn't. Um, yeah. But but Grindstone, it's like a puzzle game. You kind of expect the music and those to be just mindless, repetitive fluff that you mute after you've played a level or two. And it's really good. It's really good. Um, just, yeah, to the point where... Like, as soon as I showed it to the other guys, they're like, okay, I need to go find this. And the album, like, the the, the soundtrack is not out for that game yet. Um, oh, wow. Okay. Um, but, yeah, apparently people have been asking about it. I didn't have the music on yet. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, it's it's really good. Um, so, anyway, that, before we move on to an actual... The soundtrack for Grindstone. Soundtrack okay. to Grindstone is great. So, um, but other than that, um, I've got a few that I didn't really like, but I don't really want to waste time explaining why I didn't like them. I'm going to kind of hit the high points so you can rapid fire yeah. rapid fire. Why you didn't like them? Oh, we want to do that real quick. Yeah. Rapid fire. Okay. Why let's, like let's hit those. Um, boo, boo, boo. not very rapid. <laughs> no, I've only got a couple here. I've got, <laughs> I try to get a few different, um, slow, a fire. few different like card games in there with, cause they had, there are a bunch of like card games that weren't, card games um did you do the adventure time one cards of card darkness of darkness or whatever i did and it i didn't i did not like it it's got a weird sort of mechanic where you're trying to get across essentially like a like a chessboard. It's it's less of a grid but like you're trying to get across there by flipping over cards and like each of them will have a different effect to your character like you'll take damage or heal back up or get a weapon that will reduce the damage you're taking so far or like as you go which is kind of meh it's there but um the the downside to it is that it's essentially a risk reward game and not even risk reward it's just a risk game you don't get a reward it's anytime you to to get across you have to clear cards like in your way as you go but there aren't like a single card on each of these squares, it'll be like a stack of cards. And like, so you need to get across, but also any pile you start pulling cards from, you have to pull all the cards out of, um, which, yeah, I I heard, which, which means you'll get to a point near the end of a a level where you're like, okay, if I keep going on the stack, it's just going to kill me. So I have to start pulling another stack of cards. Mm -hmm. And so you'll just get in these situations where, there's not a good way to accomplish what you're trying to do. Um, and it, does any of the adventure time humor, or anything translate over? Or is it just the creator of that? No, no, not really. No, at okay. least, at least from what I saw, it was just, I didn't even really like the art style, which was like, mm. like odd. Like it, it felt like they'd, it didn't look like adventure. Time. No, like it didn't look like adventure time. It just looked like, kind of this chunky kids art hmm. style um i wouldn't have even called like yeah like i had i not heard that that was the idea like with the character designs i wouldn't have i wouldn't have pegged it it just it doesn't it doesn't really have the same sort of heart to it um and then like even regard unrelated to that the gameplay just was not good like it just yeah like every time yeah. I finished a level, okay. I would I, I did 
There was no um, no part of my mind that was like, oh, let's go to the next one. That was lots of fun. Um, it was like, yeah, always just relieved to be done with it. So, how about this? It's a little redundant, but why don't we end more yeah. on uh, Outland? Because you said you played it on uh, PC and you still weren't high on the UI. I yes, like it's still Overland. I'm sorry, Overland. Yeah, Overland, Overland. Um, I did. I got I got it on um on PC because I still I've got a Mac for podcasting, um and some not all of the games are also on computer but a good number of them are so if you've got the apple arcade you can play all the ones that are on both on the pc as well um which is nice it's nice so like that's 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 actually i i played the first several levels of sayonara wild hearts on phone which uh i was talking to you about this uh as soon as you start that up go ahead and turn your sensitivity to high instead of low because it just it feels better um but that's what i ran into because i was like she wasn't sliding around as fast as i wanted her to. yeah yeah it just it makes it much more you you, yeah it it works better it feels a lot better but then i was just i I played most of it on pc after that point because um i just used the keyboard and which you know that we've got a d-pad on there and whatnot um and it main reason was so i could see it with better visuals even better visuals it's like it's not yeah. it's not like it's super taxing but it's just condensed enough and it's really small going on yeah, yeah so that way i had that's what she said anyway um but yeah that's that was kind of the issue that i thought would be solved in overland mm-hmm. w- with you know being able to click on everything yes yes you can but it also seems like they didn't put any effort into it working with a mouse and keyboard i don't know what control style is supposed to work with this game Maybe it's a controller. That's the only thing I've not tried so far. But even with a mouse and keyboard, <laughs> it was awkward. Like, uh, stuff like dragging the camera around so you can, you know, see around different obstacles and stuff on the grid. You do you do it with the left click instead of right clicking or middle clicking or something to, to be able to drag around without having to worry about accidentally clicking on something. So you yeah. still end up with inputs that you don't mean to do, even with a mouse and keyboard, uh, and and switching between. And every input is life and death in that game. Yeah, so. it's it's it was just it. Strange. Yeah, I don't I don't know why a game that simple somehow has just complicated and awkward controls. Like it just doesn't. Did you get to the um the second world the the forest area? Or yeah, the yeah. I got through like I got through like okay. the first world and a half but it was still i was still still struggling with the controls more than anything um and i I don't it's too bad i don't know like it i don't you were comparing it an awful lot to into the breach but i don't really think there's even a tactical layer to this thing it's really more of a survival thing it's about i see a thing over there do i want to risk going to get it and that's that's all of the decision right there like it's you either decide yes or no, and then you, you know, have a couple turns going there to grab it and then coming back. Um, there's just, there's not an awful lot going on with the combat, at least at the beginning. Like, maybe it gets more in-depth as you go. Um, because, like, there's there's this aspect where fighting things 
creates noise, which will attract more yeah. enemies. And it seems it's, like there's something interesting there. But again, that's just the same survival layer thing. Like, like if it, yeah, it's it's just it, it's I haven't fully grasped it either because like it seems like stopping to fight anything was like instant death for me. Except that one time I had the the dog that was str- surprisingly good, yeah. but even then. Well, it makes a bunch of noise, and then, like, more stuff shows up. It's like, you don't feel like you're accomplishing anything. It's just about trying to get as far as you can. And I don't don't know. I just didn't think that was that interesting. Yes, it's... I don't. I don't know. I had the opposite response. I agree, though. Like it's it's very stressful. So I actually haven't played it a lot this week. Mm. Uh, just exhausting and taxing, and like you said, not super fun to move around. But I just like the idea that everything's randomized, and I like the idea of just getting as far as you can. Yeah. I don't. It's it's nowhere near as good as in the breach. I just like the concept. But um, having said that, I haven't touched it in a while because it was. I mean, I got halfway through that second world. And I'm just like ah, <laughs> I got like one gallon of gas, and I'm all everyone's dying, and it's just awful and. Yeah, I ended, the it was karma too. The video I, I ended up putting up on the VIP Instagram that I teased last week was just that after I after I attacked that one lady to take her gas, <laughs> it ended up keeping me out of the car like one turn long enough to get murdered. So it was like karma for being an <laughs> asshole that tried mm-hmm. to kill this lady and take her gas. I ended up I ended up losing one of my characters that was pretty vital to me. Um, it's weird. Yeah, I I I'm with you. I'm. For me, I do really like the idea of that game a lot, but yeah, there it just seems like there's something I don't know. I don't know if there's just like missing. Yeah, it feels like survivalism maybe... for that kind of game is weird. It's a weird mixture, which is cool. But... Yeah, and, and it's it's not that that theme I dis like I dislike because like I, I've told you before about how much I enjoyed this war of mine, but that one specifically they're getting across so much more with the theme because it's like specifically about you know, being a civilian during a civil war. Um, and a lot of the choices yeah. come with that. And this one's, you know, a, you know, a zombie story. They're, they're bugs, but it's a zombie story, essentially. Um, it's the same idea. Yeah. yeah. That's why I thought Shay might dig it. Cause it's a survival game. It's sort of structured mm-hmm. around the randomization. It is technically a strategy game, but I agree with you. It's, it's not strategy in the way not, you think. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's more about the overall, do I even want to do this? Yes. Not how am I going to do this? Mm-hmm. But the the coolest thing about it, though, Josh, is that weird things can play out. Like, even just I had a, an enemy die basically right in front of me and dropped, or like a character died just at this exact point and they dropped some stuff. They weren't my character. There was someone on the map that I came across. Mm-hmm. And they just happened to drop like a weird shield. It was like a broken fence shield thing mm-hmm. that I had never seen before. Yeah. And I was able to pick it up just as this enemy swarmed me, block myself, slip in the car and get away. And it was this weirdly organic situation. So that game is potentially wrought with a bunch of interesting stories that you could have like dynamic events that I, I, I could give you three or four or five of them. I won't, but, um, Things that just happened really cool because it's all randomized, and you you know I love that shit. But yeah, uh, yeah it's hard and it's frustrating. That's for sure. But uh, and a lot of people complaining about the price because it's twenty five dollars outside of Apple Arcade, which is kind of steep. Maybe um, I don't know. I think a lot of that depends on how much there is later in the game. But like I said, I, I'm having a hard time getting to it. Not because of the difficulty of the game itself, but just from the difficulty of playing it. Is is yes. kind of what's well, kept okay. me from like I just I don't like I'm just I get frustrated with the controls constantly when I'm playing it. I'm just like I, I, I'm not gonna sit here and try to fight this for what I'm getting back out of it. 
So that's that's kind of the right, issue. Josh, I'm going to time you for 30 seconds. You have 30 seconds to fly through three games three. that you did not like. Oh. Three games that you did not like. Okay. Okay. It's going to be a fun game. Okay. Let me get my uh, timer out here. Hold on. Let me get to my note, the right page on the notes. All right. Okay. And so this is going to be a fun game where you have 30 seconds to just talk at will about three games and I why think I've you only got like two them. more that I don't like that I've gone through. Okay. So. All right. Two and 30 All seconds. Right. I think we could do that. Go. All right. Two more card games, oddly enough. I, I played Where the Cards Fall, which is more of a story game that they're intending to be a puzzle game, but everything is completely straightforward. Like, there is no puzzle to it. It's kind of... It's trying to tell a story, but it's also doing it without words. So they're trying to do really basic stuff, like giving you these vignettes of life stuff that has happened to this character. And it's not interesting other than these eyes on a wall that show up every now and then during the story beats. So I'm curious about those eyes. Nothing else. Might play more. Um, Another one that I played and sort of liked, but not all that much, was Assemble with Care which is an interesting concept. You're just fixing stuff. Um, you're a repair woman who fixes odds and ends, like cameras or game systems or, or whatever. Um, but it's very oversimplified um, in order to make it work on the phone, and it kind of bleeds into the story as well. And you, you're left at this oversimplified story they're trying to tell with an oversimplified game. And I, And I've got... On my notes, probably one of my favorite notes from this year, actually, is it's relaxing. Like laudanum. <laughs> I don't know what laudanum is. Is it some sort of... It's, it's opium. Let me Google it. It's, it's opium. Oh, it was one okay. of the... Anyway. Yeah, it's... it's Yeah. it. There's a good idea there. It's voice acted really well. Like, they're trying to tell an interesting story, but again, it's like... Everything about it just kind of felt oversimplified. Like, let's let's take mm-hmm. this idea and make it as applicable to everyone as possible to the point where stuff just doesn't make sense if you start thinking it through. Like, even... And that, like I said, kind of goes into the gameplay as well. Like, you'll start fixing stuff and need very specific electronic components for whatever they need fixed, but you just showed up and, and had it to fix their stuff. <laughs> like... You just got everything. Yeah, exactly. Like... Yeah, I, I needed this particular motor for a record player that it, it's, it's just weird. It's 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 like, yeah, the story kind of wants yeah. you to turn your brain off, and that doesn't work for me. So, well, there you go. Mm-hmm. And we'll have more on the following when I go on my uh, anniversary here in about a week or so. I'll be stuck without anything, so I may delve into some of those mm-hmm. in a little bit, and just. Uh, just as we get into the final polls here, exciting week and preview next week's very special, weird, exclusive show uh, that Shay will actually be hosting. I want to say if you go to patreon.com slash swordchomp, you can support us. Once again, it means the world to us. Our $5 VIP tier gets you access to a top secret Instagram page. And it makes the show a billion times better. Um, polls. There's no phone call there. 
just an annoying sound that I can't stop making for some reason. Oh, fish is wilding out over here. Ooh, ooh, ooh. That's right, fish. Guess what? I'm a little delirious right now. Sorry. Uh, why are you delirious? Are you drinking? You drunk? No, I'm not drunk at all. Actually, I'm just tired. I guess. Nah, you're always fucking tired. What are you not fucking? Did you guys know Fish felt he abandoned me twice this week? I just start playing Borderlands without him. It hurt my feelings. I'm just kidding. I wasn't mad at Fish. I don't really mm. get mad anymore. I'm used to it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, my plan is coming in. Coming together now. I was like, Fish, if he doesn't show up, I'm just playing Borderlands by myself because I'm getting behind. Uh, which is good because I got to the last boss today, so. You were holding me back, Fish! Ooh. You were holding oh, me back! Ow. I'm sorry. Mm. Yeah. My full it's, Borderlands potential. Hurts. I'm just kidding. I love you. Um, Fish, on the, the joke earlier about you not tipping your strippers because you're a scumbag, 78% of our audience said if you don't tip, you're a scumbag. This is this is true, but I do tip, Morgan. I do tip. Good. He just was unaware of proper tipping etiquette. Yes, this is true. Very true. Mm. Some some of these things, like that, that's kind of a weird thing. Like, you know, me and you have been into in the tipping industry for you know a little over a couple of years now, um, and like I've noticed, like younger kids, they tend not to tip. Not because they don't want to tip, because they don't understand the method behind tipping, and that's understandable. But is they, it? <laughs> it, it not for me because I'm out there, you know, delivering pizzas. I'm working. I'm making a living. But sometimes these kids don't. They, their parents don't tell them that. Hey, you're supposed if you yeah, bad enjoy parenting. the ser- bad parents. It's not bad parents. No one uses cash anymore. So they're not going to well, see well, you, you leave can... cash there. You're just writing it on the receipt. Like, how's your kid going to see anyone tip if they're not paying with right. the card? Well, but they still have they still have to write zero on the tip area. Like, it's still yeah. They, when you sign a receipt, you well, got, that's there's what I'm saying. They've never seen what someone's writing there. It's not like someone leaving yeah. cash on the table that is going to stand out. For these kids, like unless well, they're watching over your shoulder as you fill out a receipt or you're explaining it to them, you have to go out of your way to explain a tip now that cash is not you, a thing. You, you do, so you do, yeah, because yeah, that's weird that people say cash is not a thing, but I I beg to differ just because, like, if you are in the tipping industry, a lot of people will tend to tip in cash because they say, that way, yeah. Oh, I, I know that the government, you know, will take a bit of this at, at come end time of or come tax season, you know. Um, so they'll they'll actually tip you in cash that way, you know. Uncle Sam doesn't have his. No, um, you still have to report it, so it doesn't matter unless you're sneaky. Uh, no, you don't have to report it. If you, you really get don't. if you get a tip at a job, you're supposed to re- to give all that money ethically. You're supposed, you're supposed to. Do to. That. You're yeah. supposed to. You're supposed. Look okay. at fishy you, scumbag! You don't tip whoa, in. You sneak whoa, from whoa, Uncle Sam. You scum! Whoa, whoa, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just, Jesus whoa. Christ! Oregon. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, Uncle God. Sam doesn't dick. know. Yeah. I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. I don't think he's gonna miss. You know if his it, percentage yeah, if off it makes the five you feel tip any better. I got. You not reporting all those tips is still paying a bigger percentage of taxes than, you know, anyone who makes a million or more. So, you're you're good. You're. Mm-hmm. It's fine. It's it's not it's you fucking over Uncle Sam. It's. Yeah. It's interesting. <laughs> I having lived in a culture for the past three almost three years now, where they don't tip. 
at all. Like uh-huh. the what what you buy is what you pay for, Still like meal bags. wise. And then when mm-hmm. I visited the U.S. earlier this year, I was like, oh yeah, tipping's a thing. Yeah, I was like, we don't pay our workers do here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right. It's so That's weird, and it's like in Japan we always carry like uh, actual money around because for some reason they they don't use cards nearly as much. They use cash a lot more. Like a lot of businesses, you still have to carry cash around. But like in the U.S., I would almost always carry just my card around. But I'd still carry a little bit of money in case you know the event that I do need a tip. But I. Fish, I think I have an elegant solution for you. Um, I think you should deliver pizza only to strip clubs because that way mm. the tips that they give you, you turn it around and you put it on Sniffer's Row. Right? You, you turn <laughs> I love it around the term and you put it right row. back in there. Okay. <laughs> Can we say a podcast name, Sniffer's Row? <laughs> uh, just consider it. You mm-hmm. don't have to use it. Think about we have, it. We've got some... <laughs> Contenders this week. There there are some great titles, but I mean, like, think about it, Fish. You'd be like, oh, thank you for that $1 tip. Here you go, Crystal. Please grind on my lap for one minute. That'd be good. Oh, yeah. They'd get hot and ready. You'd get hot and ready. Everyone would be getting hot and ready. You can just see how uncomfortable Fish is in this conversation. His brain is seizing up right now. Mm-hmm. He's like, no, the whole time he's like thinking, hot and ready. Now. I don't work for Little Caesars. That's the wrong place. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. <laughs> they too. don't deliver. Uh, shit. Well, I will say this: a lot of people, yeah, overseas, messaged me and said that they only tip overseas for like exceptional service. It's very, you know, what can I say? In America, we uh, respect basic human rights, so we tip people. Yeah, um, yeah. Just, that's the direction. You respect that, basic human rights by paying them less than a livable oh, wow. wage. Yeah. What? Hey, I'm not paying anyone respect. less than a livable wage. I'm just saying I have goodness in my heart, and no matter how much yeah. someone makes, I tip them. Exactly. I don't ask you have how much someone in your heart. makes. Oh, hold on. So CEOs on. don't have to. That's right. Hey, Morgan, do you get health insurance <laughs> at your job? <laughs> my can, case yeah. rests. I, I'm a part-time worker, so I can't apply for exactly. healthcare. Exactly. But, I mean, to be fair, there are people I know that work at, like, local bars and stuff here that make so much money in tips that they're like, look how much money I'm making. You're like, oh, my God, that's, like, ten times more than I've made. So, and like, it's you not think like about works all in the-, the money that they get taxed on when they report those tips. Yes, but that's, again... <laughs> I, this is but not that's great. That's basic countries. human just, rights. That's great. Yay, saying, America. If you see someone serving you, so you're telling me people serve you in Japan and you don't tip them. You, it's, it's paid to actually do that frowned job. upon to tip in this culture. Yeah. They actually get well, paid. we're paid get, to do our jobs, too. No, you are no, missing no, you're not. the fucking point. You're really Jesus, not. Jesus, fuck. God. I get the point. You're saying they're oh paid my God. more, so I'm they do I'm done with tip. this conversation. It's like talking I'm to a brick wall. I'm not missing the point. You, no, I'm it's done. not. Calm down. I didn't say anything brick wally. I'm just saying, if you see a human being busting their ass for you, you give them a couple dollars. They're not no matter busting what. their ass for you. That's I, the point. They're busting their ass for that tip because they know if you don't give them that tip they don't eat this week so like that's yes it's nice that they're doing a great job but they have to do a great job they have to smile and wear flair and you know show a little more leg than they really want to at the fucking chilies like they're they've got kids to feed like that's (laughs) 
and and they're they're not getting paid by the business. So, but Uh, I don't. I don't have. Yes, you're telling me everyone in Japan. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're totally misconstruing this. I support. I support tipping in the U.S. because it's a necessity for people to survive, and it's a good way to show appreciation for people who give exceptional service. I do support tipping. I do tip when I'm in the U.S. I'm a very generous tipper. I promise you. But I'm also willing to acknowledge the fact that it's a very flawed system, that people should just be getting paid a more livable wage and having more benefits than having to bust their ass for tips just to be able to feed their children. That was Josh's point. That's my point here. Tipping is... It's good to do in the U.S., and it's necessary for people to have a livable wage, but that's not the way the system should be. And I can say that comfortably after having lived in Japan, seeing a better system. That's all I'm saying. All right. Well, we can't agree to disagree. That's fine. I respect your opinion. (laughs) If you'd like to send your hate mail to Fish and Josh, uh, I'm sorry, Josh and Shay, please send it to I'm sure we're the ones who will get it. For for suggesting people suggesting workers get paid for doing a job. I get it. In America we have hearts. So sure. No, in America we sold our hearts. We sold them. (laughs) We're signing our wild hearts. No, look, I don't know how much every single Japanese worker makes, and I get Shay's point. I'm not it's obvious what you're saying. I'm not an idiot. I know what you're saying. All I'm saying is if you came from America and you're used to tipping, it'd be hard to stop tipping. Like I, it's hard to go to another place and be like, oh, I'm just going to stop tipping people. I mean, it's hard at first. Like when, when you first come to, like when I first came to Japan, it was difficult because I was used to that system. But then I realized, oh, wait, they get paid a, like a livable wage here. They actually have really good healthcare here that they pay for a little bit every month. And when they go to the doctor, they don't have to spend a hundred plus dollars to get their cold checked out. I was like, oh, Wow. There is a country that exists that cares about basic human rights on a greater scale. Weird. Huh. I get it. You hate America. It's fine. Everyone knows it now. It's, uh, it's, I'm just kidding. Oh, <laughs> I, like, no, I definitely some, don't hate America, but I definitely hate to dance some of their that. policies and practices. I'm just messing with you. Everybody just calm down. Everybody just calm down. All right. We will not have fear-mongering on this podcast. Like I said, I, I think it's this, cool to have was, your perspective as someone. Josh, was this not the country. most incoherent I, I think it's, thing we've ever talked about on the podcast? <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to figure out it, what we said that terrified him so much that we're fear-mongers now. <gasps> What was? What was <laughs> no, and I, I like no, to know when I'm being threatening. Fear. We live in a culture where people are afraid to say anything. Okay, uh, the culture is selling fear, Josh. Look, it's it's good. We can move on. I, I see what you're saying. Glad to have your perspective. <laughs> uh, what the fuck? What the fuck shit. is going on today? What? what? We already glossed over this, so I don't need to go into it, but Destiny is free to play now. Are you interested in Shadowkeep? 61% of our audience fish said, meh. So, unfortunately, the Mm. free-to-play has not yet enticed people to get into the keep of the chateaus. Sorry about that, Mm. big guy. That's okay. I'm sure sure they have quite an influx of returning players um, back into the game. I'm sure they're happy that, you know, 
Um, I, I don't know what's, what's their level of success for going to free-to-play, but um, I do hope they find, like, some sort of success because, like, making it more... making that game accessible to people um, in the free-to-play genre, the, the FPS genre as well, um, is cool. Like, they can play, you know, PvP. They have PvP... Um, type of play sets and they also have a uh, campaign and or there's a big grind there's you know loot that you can collect and uh, so many different customizations to your character that i feel like the base game alone is still worth getting into um and maybe people just aren't ready to you know i'm sure eventually they'll they'll go around to being like oh well, Destiny's free to play. Uh, um, there's no games going on right now that I have. I'll go ahead and give that a shot, you know, and the, that could be a, a good week <laughs> or so of fun for them. So, uh, yeah, If only that was the problem. There's not enough to play. Well, hopefully we might be able to convince a few people if we're having a good time. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Shay, did you know that dolphins go on killing sprees when they're sexually frustrated? Dolphins are nasty fucks. I love dolphins. They're beautiful creatures. They're highly intelligent. They're also fucked up creatures. <laughs> there. They can do some fucked up things. That's what happens when you have high intelligence. It's too yeah. much. Yeah. You're like, yeah. You know, I almost made a really bad joke. Real bad. <laughs> um, oh, real. No. Like, it would have been, it would have been, it would have gotten us canceled for sure. Oh. I was really close. Uh, I yeah, was real canceled. Fucking close. What is this? The, what is this family guy? We're going to get axed. We're gonna... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Network's yeah, cutting our... us off. Dolphin. Here's all I'm going to say. Dolphin listeners Dolphins will not be happy. highly intelligent, but yeah. with that comes, dolphins can do some really bad things. And I'm sure some people have seen them like, Dolphins will, like, rape each other. They'll fuck dead corpses of each other. They'll do some really fucked up shit. If you could see Fish's face right now. I'm terrified. I didn't know about the corpse thing. That's wild. Just when you thought it was safe to go back into the water. (laughs) Just when you thought you could die in peace. Your corpse will not be safe. You know all those Uh, zookeepers. That are riding the dolphins at the zoo, at the zoo aquarium. What the fuck am I talking about? Take two. You know all those dolphins at the aquarium, and those dolphin keepers who ride them on the dolphin shows. The dolphins are the real keepers. Just imagine what goes on at night. Tip your zookeeper. <laughs> <laughs> Tip them right into the water. Uh, tip it just, it's tip funny your dolphins, because, too. Uh, <laughs> it's just funny because uh, Segway, that was something I thought was interesting because they uh, all the Joker buzz was coming out. I was, I was listening to this podcast. It's pretty funny. Uh, Mina Kimes is a sports podcast, and they shoot their talking about the dolphin thing, and she was like, oh, I heard that's basically the plot to Joker. Like, oh, Zambo. Um, you know, it's the Joker thing. I don't want to get into it this week. I'm supposed to see it next week, so maybe in two weeks I'll have an opinion if anybody else sees it. But it's getting a lot of, you know, glorifying incel media buzz. And there's a huge, right now there's a huge split between critics and, I guess you could say, regular Joes as far as the uh, critical mass is going. So, got to see it myself, you know? I, I, no, we'll talk about Joker later if anybody sees it. Has anybody seen Joker yet? No? Mm. All right. 
I'm supposed to go see it on my anniversary weekend with my wifey. She actually wanted to see it. I'm not forcing her to hmm. see it. Okay, I was yeah. going to say, honey, want to go see this movie about incels? That's not, no, 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 not say that. Happy one no. year anniversary. <laughs> it's not me. That was that, fu- that was that fu- post I put up. Uh, it did rather well for us, even though I just stole it. It was like a screening for Joker, and it said, we are enforcing a strict no guys who look like they've never had sex policy in tonight's showings of the Joker. Due to safety precautions, we will not admit any persons who look like their balls are backed up with cum. Our staff will have to inspect your weird balls to make sure that you have unloaded ropes into another human being within the last year. Ouch. It's funny. We just talked about a year-long sex streak just recently, and I think that that's a little bit harsh. So... A lot of good people that go a year without sex, oh, and they don't go insane. Okay. I don't That's know where they true. are, but they're out there. <laughs> yeah. Did you loot There's that meme from a Five Finger Death Punch fan video page? No, I did not. Okay. I don't even know. What's a, what's a Five Finger Death Punch again? What's what? What's a Five Finger uh, Death Punch? What is that? I'm sure you know what it is. Hey, <laughs> guess what? I'm building up to the big one. I know you want to hear us fight, but not yet. Nintendo's foray into mobile gaming has been a big disappointment. 75% of our audience say, yes, it has. Why? <laughs> Got the Joker talk going. Josh, why have Nintendo been such a disappointment? Uh, in mobile, yeah. Um, but I think it's because a lot of their More stuff you. has just kind of been the usual free-to-play crap. They've done a few weird things with, like we said, with like Mario and having a higher-priced game in order to to get that. But then a lot of their other stuff has just been like gotcha game, like trying to get you to buy tons of extra crap. And yeah. it's like, what what's happening here, Nintendo? It's like, have you just you had no interest in this, so you're just having someone else make it, or mm-hmm. do you think you have to do this because it's the space? Uh, like, I, it's it's bizarre. It doesn't seem like their stuff at all. Like, at all. It is bizarre. Yeah. It is. Yeah, usually Nintendo is a uh, revolutionizer. Yeah, and that's that's absolutely not happening with the mobile space, other than, like like we said, a, you know, like a couple things here and there that are just, I mean, like, Pokemon Go feel, is kind of its own thing, and the Mario Runner, even though it's not my favorite, yeah. you really liked it, well, and it is different. So I did really, yeah. Like but it, like, yeah. And, and, basically, yeah. anything else, no one talks about because it's just the same old crap you can get anywhere else, just with you know Nintendo skin on it. So yeah, and Mario hit me at a, a good time to be frank with you, mm-hmm. but also yeah, it was novel to me the idea of just a full game. There wasn't no free to play. There wasn't really free to play crap in there. Mm-hmm. And it looks better by comparison. Yeah, yeah. Now, I mean, to be fair, me and Sh- me and Shay did go down the fire emblem hole for a couple weeks there when that first dropped. Yeah. So, yeah, it's too bad. It's too bad. Nintendo Mario Kart's the last straw. Apparently, it's the biggest, most downloaded mobile game ever. But uh, I have heard nothing good about that. Is game. it? So, that's. I swear to God, I'll pull up some numbers for you that How I was reading. How is it it's, more downloaded it, than? Sh- hmm. I would have figured Pokemon would have just. Oh yeah, yeah, no, I heard it shattered that too. Well, actually, that come to think of it, how could it shatter I've Pokemon heard, Go? I've that heard literally like... no one talking about it, but it, it was more downloaded than Pokemon Go. 
That seems that seems strange. Yeah. Well, that seems very unlikely considering the nothing I've heard about it. Don't quote me on hmm. that. But I, did, I will tell I you this. Maybe on a particular this. storefront. So, in Japan, I've seen one person because I I'm going to be honest. I screen stare when I'm on the train, or I look and I I browse because I want to know what people are playing. Yeah. And um, I've seen one person total play Mario Kart Mobile. I see hundreds of people every week. Different people and same people playing Pokemon Go on their phone. I see at least five people every day. Hmm. There's no way Pokemon Go has been usurped yet. Okay. Well, let me let me find out. Josh might be right. It I could don't have know. Been a storefront, a specific like a specific storefront. storefront. I could see them having like a particular market like where Apple it did, does really well yeah. or something. But yeah, like I I still hear people talking about Pokemon Go. So yeah, they could just be the loyal people around yeah that game hanging around but yeah I'll, let me get some more uh vital stats so i'm just spattering my random knowledge loads all <laughs> over the place uh let's see here have you ever turned down sex because well quite frankly your stomach didn't feel great as far as accessibility goes i'm embarrassed to say i was thinking about this poll the other night because you know me and my wife were trying to get in the mood and my stomach just really hurt. I remember thinking how sad it was that I was like a married man. And I was like, I was real like kind of gassy. And I was like, I really don't feel like putting this upon anyone or having sex. Cause it was just like nasty down there. Uh, 70% of our audience said, yes, they have turned down sex because their stomach did not feel well. Yeah. And 30% have not been given the opportunity to turn down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep. There was never, it was never an option for them. Fish perked right <laughs> up. I honestly, I've known fish. He's a horny bastard. I could see fish plowing through anything. Like, oh, what is this? I have a flesh eating virus. I'm still getting it up. <laughs> it fish would be like Michael uh, Jordan during the flu game. You just like have a bucket. <laughs> I just throw him up to this. I just keep fucking away. He's just clown. Michael Jordan. I'm fucking close. Yeah, during that game, Michael Jordan, like, when he would go to the bench, he'd throw up in a garbage can uh, right behind the bench, and then he'd go right back out and play shortly after that. That would be Fish rallying as he's trying to overcome. Yeah, exactly. Fish, yeah. He'd be considerate, though. Like, just for your safety, you're going to have to power bottom your way through this. But this is happening. Uh, and yet fish says nothing we'll all speak for him apparently because fish has said nothing yeah yeah we're fish's sex representatives for the week Mm -hmm. (laughs) realistically every week because morgan always concocts and weaves these really weird stories this whole podcast is just is just a fish fanfic no, I mean no, that secretly is what me. we've been doing here this whole time. Yeah, I know, right? Like we we cover it up with hey. games, we sprinkle it up with gaming talk, but really, yeah, it's a fish yeah. fanfic. Mm-hmm. It it sounds sad, but when you get comfortable with it, it's just you know, well, I just don't feel like tonight, and that's funny. It's funny to say it out loud because as a kid, if you would have told me that, I'd be like, "There's no way I'm turning down sex, man. Sex all the time. Fucking, there could be a fire outside and." The building could be getting struck by lightning like twelve times, and I'm I'm gonna fucking do it. It doesn't fucking matter. There could be a guy with a, like about to... a gun in the house, and I'm close to finishing. There's no way I'm not gonna finish, man. Well, that's a turn on, actually. Oh, 
Oh, that's true. According to last week's poll. Yeah, we talked about that last week. Yeah, yeah, see? Bringing it back. Accidentally. All right, well, let's get right to it. Fish is speechless. There can only be one. It was a valiant battle. I should have stopped the poll three hours beforehand. Um, But Zelda pulled out the victory. Breath of the Wild. 52% to 48%. And... It won. It wasn't a big margin of victory, but a victory is a victory, and I must bow mm. to the victor in honor. <laughs> um, I just wanted to see what the general consensus was. It was close. To be honest with that you, is I very don't agree close. with a lot. Yeah. It was close. To, and to be fair, both have been kind of polarizing in their communities. As far as Zelda mm-hmm. games go, I think Breath of the Wild was a little polarizing um, for being survival-based. Um, yeah. Mm. Yeah, sort of survival based. Like there's I, yeah. Yes. There's, yeah. I feel like it was polarizing just from the general uh, reception I got from maybe traditionalists. Zelda traditionalists. It was very different. It 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 expects you to learn its systems. Um and and if you don't, it's going to be basically impenetrable. You're you're not going to be able to just you, you can't approach it with the exact same you know, mindset that you do the others. So yeah. It's true. Impenetrable. Fish, are you okay? I saw you blinking real fast. Like your dial- are you okay? You all right? He's over just there? over there yeah. thinking about yeah, impenetrable things. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Fish looks like he's about to pass out oh, on I'm the podcast. Like, like, so many things. No, I agree with you, Josh. Like, uh, so, some of that stuff, like, is it t- t- tough to, like, grasp as far as, like, their um, mechanics in the game. Like, but I think they, they kind of do a good job, like, in the opening area, that plateau, kind of the starter place where you do, they do say, like, oh, you could chop down a tree and maybe you could use it as a bridge, you know? So it kind of opens up that 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 uh, fact that you're, this Zelda game is an open-world game with actual physics that kind of lend yeah. itself to um, these neat game mechanics that you can uh, engage with. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and then slowly you start to... It, it, it does a good job of like opening up opening up that curiosity and rewarding that curiosity um with something like looking off into the distance and thinking hey, hey why is this uh um mob uh why is this goblin over here like sitting on top of this uh weird looking bomb thing am i supposed to explode this or blow it up or something like that you know um uh, or toss a bomb over here and stuff like that. Like uh, small things that'll just reward your curiosity. Of, yeah. Hey, what if I try this out? You know, um, in an open world game, which uh, I totally loved and engaged with in that game. But I could see it like um, kind of being deterring to a certain people who expect a certain thing out of you know your typical uh, more traditional uh, Zelda game. Well, like a big thing people didn't like was like the stamina gauge for like swimming and climbing and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That's very survivally and stuff, and like yeah, cooking but, and stuff like that. But but that in in a way like that that kind of almost reminded me of like a uh, from software game where like having that stamina bar at that point like uh, yeah that, that dictated your actions in game um, I, was kind of neat I, that, that there was like that restriction put upon you. Yeah, I think the combat was fine. I would like to see Zelda go fully into the Dark Souls kind of thing. It'd be really cool if the boss battles and the encounters... Like, for me, the combat in Zelda's always been great, but it was mostly the same. You could approach encounters differently, but 
it was pretty similar to past Zelda games, I thought, mm-hmm. um, which isn't bad. Other, uh, but isn't a bad thing. It's just uh, it'd be cool to see them push that a little farther. I think. Yeah, uh, I I still think at some point you should go. You should try the the master mode on there because it it really does force you to think about the combat. Yeah, the super hardcore. Yeah, because okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, like I I have really fun. thoroughly enjoyed my time going through that again. Like when they released that a year later. Um, because it, it just it it really it 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 makes you rethink the combat in a lot of ways that you just didn't didn't think about before as as far as like enemies having health that regens and having to find ways to kill enemies that isn't even related to the weapon system that you kind of had issues with to begin with um you just you have to you have to you yeah, have to yeah, figure was, out how to even get yeah, enough yeah. damage to kill all of the stuff that you're encountering which yes. is it's it's neat it makes it's, you it makes you kind of interact with all the other systems in there um a lot more i do like so. that it was just very stressful i guess you yeah, could say yeah it can be a bit much cuz it's like it yeah yeah you are drastically underpowered compared to just mm-hmm. the normal game and it's not like the normal game was you know a pushover as it was so no, no. yeah and but like I said, Destiny's. I mean, that, I mean, uh, Destiny. Zelda's one of my favorite games ever. I would, you know, depending on the day, ask me. It probably could have been my game of the year. It was just Cuphead had a special effect oh, on yeah. me. But like honestly, I probably should have had that a, a bit higher. I think it was just because I. It was just that weapon thing, man. It just drove me crazy. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, I played through that game twice on. Uh, I the game got me through a dark point I was in, and I, when I was playing it on the Wii U. Uh, my wife left for like a week and I was like, that was back when I was on like uh different anxiety meds and I wasn't doing well. Mm. And then I played it on the switch later that year. And I was like, damn, I, it was just, yeah, it was just that one, a couple of sticking points for me, but like, they're very small. Like the reason I want to do this poll for me personally, I know I'm different than you guys, but I love these games both a lot. Even if I do love red dead a lot, yeah. I, I still would defend Zelda as being one of the best games ever. I'm not a crazy person. Um, and that doesn't mean if you don't think it is, you're a crazy person, but you, you probably are. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, it's great. And, you know, the art style and everything, it was just fantastic. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe if, look, if Zelda had fishing, I'm just saying, Red Dead yeah. has, it has the red best neck. fishing game It has game redneck ever made. fishing. You, gotta, you toss yeah. bombs in there. And... Uh, no, not the same. Yep. <laughs> I mean... As much as I love Red Dead 2, it has the best fishing of any game I've ever played in my life, and it's not yeah. even close. Yeah, the fishing <laughs> can... is good in that game. The uh, The fishing in Zelda is more of, like, kind of a survivalist fishing. It, like, it is the survivalist thing. Like, you can throw bait in there to kind of lure fish into a certain direction. And then bomb them. Well, or you can shoot bomb them, them yeah. or even if you don't want to do that, you can chase them down in the water. Like, kind of shoo them up towards yeah. the shore and mm-hmm. catch them that way, which you can also do in yeah. Red Dead, which is really cool. Like, if you see a fish up yes. near the surface, you can scare it up towards the shore and then just go pick it up, which is neat. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it, they don't teach you that in the game. They don't teach you that in either game. It's just like, I wonder if I can well, do this. And, and that's, yeah. That's what I mean. I, I like games that are open world that really emphasize, like, the hunting and fishing and mm-hmm. stuff because there's no way hunting and fishing was not a big part of the world Link was living in. Yeah. But it's not really emphasized. You can kill animals and take their meat, but it's just – it doesn't necessarily feel like hunting all the time. Now, there are some trickier animals to get in that game, like the, the bear and shit, mm-hmm. like the first time you try to capture a bear and stuff that you have to be really careful and sneak up on and stuff. So I'm not – 
denigrating it. And like, and there's a lot of little touches in the Zelda world. Like, if you just cut the grass, you'll see all these different kinds of insects and stuff living in there. I feel like it, all the pieces were there. I just wish that they had systems built around the ecology, like hunting and fishing. Yeah, like they have reasons to interact with it, but again, they're not super necessary on on normal mode. A lot of those systems get a ton more use on the harder difficulties just to make it like you, you're forced to interact with them, which I thought was was yeah, great. Yeah. So yeah. And the cooking uh, and the cooking's I, fun yeah. too. Yeah. And I think yeah, most of that stuff that you do find like the bugs and stuff like that that is, is essentially beneficial to you for the cooking. Um if you know so if you know some recipes uh, as far as like even the cooking, you know, it's like it's a trial and error type of thing. Like you try, you know, adding like yeah. oh, what if oh, I add this to this? That's actually something that I like. That's something that I loved in Minecraft when it first came out was that there is no recipe book. There's no instructions right. for anything. You figure it out. And in Zelda, yeah. you'll find recipe books, like, teaching you ingredients for stuff. Or you'll see, like, posters on a wall of, like, different restaurants showing how to make stuff. You have to memorize it. You have to think, okay, this this is what goes mm-hmm. into that. And, yeah. And, yeah. Um, like, I really liked that. It, it you're... It's another like knowledge base that you're just you're growing as you go through. You know, you'll find like yeah. you know certain things that you kind of just go to. It's like okay, this is an easy thing, and I'll remember that. But yeah, yeah, that's the only thing that it's not. It wasn't a flaw for me because I think it's just it. But yeah, you don't have to necessarily unless you're on a story mission in Red Dead. You don't have to engage with. Um, there's a yeah. there's a really cool mission where you hunt a a legendary crocodile. There's a there's some fishing missions that I loved, but unless it's story driven, you don't really have to engage in those systems. It just makes the game easier for you if you want to. Yeah. Um, but in Zelda, you, I feel like you have to engage with more of those systems or you will be in trouble. Yeah. You can, uh, you can kind of um, mainline through the, the red dead story and yeah, just kind of follow the markers there. Uh, if you really want to, right. Um, whereas there's this just looked like he was going to disagree. Hmm. He was like, um, what was the, um, well, well, I was gonna say in Zelda, like you, you, you don't necessarily have to, you know, make that many, or you don't have to make any like stamina increasing type of uh, uh, foods or anything like that. But if you did, like you'd have a, a huge advantage as far as like how how high you can climb or how high you can get up a mountain um, before your character tires out, to, before you, you know, yeah. you can uh, yeah, pop yeah. one of those things. So. Um, it's almost like pre- preparing for like uh, a big hike or something, where you know you, you're not going to be able to do it just by yourself without any items. You're going to need some help with you know yeah. some potions and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And that is kind of a cool feeling as you're exploring the world. Like, okay, do do I have enough bombs or or do I have enough arrows? Uh, do I have you know enough weapons to you know uh, check out this new area that I've been meaning to go to? You know. Um, so uh, that that's that, that's that's what I really enjoyed a lot about uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild, and I think it did a really phenomenal job for me. Was that it? I felt engaged with that game at every turn of you know the screen, like just running around, like you know getting on a horse or finding new horses, um, um, seeing cool things, seeing dragons like fly through the sky, and thinking like. What the hell is that? You know, like yeah, yeah. It's 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 sort of like old school video game principles, but in a modern, yeah, uh, realized way, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, 
Which is cool. I mean, it's very different than... I'm only comparing them for fun because there's almost no narrative in Zelda. And that's not that's not pejorative as well. I'm just saying there's almost no narrative in Zelda. It's very different than Red Dead, which yeah, is like 90%. Yeah, it's just backstory. Which, yeah. then again, um, right. Red Dead 2 is all backstory. So it's just... Technically, it's a prequel, be, but... yeah. Um, it's a lot of backstory. Yeah. The one thing that people don't know about uh, Red Dead that I always think is interesting is the the Texas part of the game uh, is like this giant part of the world map filled with stuff, quests, creatures. I went down there to catch the legendary largemouth bass. You will never go there in the in the primary part of the campaign. Yeah. It's not until the epilogue, um, and it's weird because yeah. like you will never take Arthur to. They had. Uh, uh, Texas. Yeah, they had sections like that in the original Red Dead, like the the mountains up north in the first Red Dead. There's no, there's nothing up there. Oh, really? You yeah, know. like okay, okay. Um, as I, I could be misremembering that, but I remember like we played the multiplayer on that at one point and just figured we just wander off up there. Like we never did any of this in the main story. What's what's up here? Yeah. And so we just wandered off and went to go I, see it. So. I just couldn't believe, like, when I explored that area, how vast it was and how, like, until the epilogue or maybe some people never at all will not even explore that area. And I'm just like, good God. Like, that's, like, bigger than most games I'd play and you could totally miss it, which is weird that they were willing to do that. But if that was because the the epilogue connects to the first Red Dead, so that's why the story will eventually take you to Texas. That's also where you're running away from at the beginning because that big city in Texas is all red. But, um... Yeah, obviously I people know how I feel about Red Dead, but it was it was a fun battle. Who what should I do? who should I do next? Who should go? I gotta carry hmm. this on. Breath of the Wild goes against what other legendary highly rated game? What should we do? What's for what's a fun one to put it up against? Through time. Give me something. I don't know. Cause those are kinda close to each other and uh, Final Fantasy Seven. Quite a jump there. But they're doing they're doing the <laughs> remake. <laughs> Yeah, that makes sense. They're doing the remake. They're true. So you think, yeah, Fantasy Seven would be probably the most beloved. But you look at the splintering, though, Che, if you want to do that one, you're going to always have Final Fantasy fans that splinter between 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. So there'll be haters that will spite it, you know? Hmm. So I'm just saying. I kind of feel They're like going to be haters for everything, that up my there. friend. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, do you guys want, do you think Seven? We'll talk about it. That's a good one. Yeah, let's move on. I wanted to open up to you guys. (laughs) We're already running over on time. Oh, my goodness gracious. We have um, uh, Patreon polls that we would like to go over before we end the show here. Yes. I'll go quick. So, first question was, I asked uh, the Patreons, or the Patreons, if they were interested in us starting a Discord, uh, getting to know us better, being able to all chat in the community community together as a group 13 people said yes chomp chat assemble zero people said no disrespect but i'm good with the level of interaction people want more of the chomp nation so that's something we might be looking at here in the near future or in the distant future i don't know it's something we're slowly kind of talking about we have a lot of things we've been introducing so it's something we're going to be thinking about but um, also the other poll I did, and I think this is arguably the most important poll I've ever done in my life. Um, I said, which is it? Here's the bonus question for this week. Coincidentally, maybe the biggest question we have ever asked the patrons. 
What does fish have? A micro, the BAC, and if you don't know what the BAC is, it is the big Asian cock. That's right. And then the other poll option was, what happened to Dave the Leather Guy? (laughs) So two people said micro. What did happen to him? Eight people said the BAC. And two people said, what happened to Dave the Leather Guy? So, I think it is official. Our patrons have decreed. Fish, you have the BAC. Thank you. Morgan can no longer make any micro jokes. You have the BAC. (laughs) (laughs) It really isn't going to happen. I respect the patrons, though. I'm sorry, Morgan. But it's it's time to live in the present. It's time to live in it's the It's very present. sweet. I think it's very sweet. The future is now. Well, you know, you're going to have to show BAC it to me. His... Once I see it, I'll be able to make that confirmation for myself. It's true, Fish. we got to see it. Mm. <laughs> that fear. No. Nobody with a, a big Asian cockatoo would be afraid to show it. Are you a shower or a grower? Definitely a grower. Are we still <laughs> doing... Definitely. <laughs> okay. <laughs> It's okay, fish. Uh, okay. Uh, it's okay. Well, you have the you BAC. You can rest your hat on that mantle now. Um, Josh did. Okay. I, I, sorry. Oh, sorry. Was that all the patron polls, Shay? I didn't want to cut you off. No, that's it. That's pretty much it. Okay. Thank you for those. Those are, thank you for our patrons for voting. Those are a lot of fun. Um, Josh did specifically get an email. I should have correlated this, but it'll be a great way to end the show. Uh, Josh, we got an email, a rare email. Mm -hmm. Where where did they send that email? Swordchomp at gmail.com. That's right. (laughs) That wasn't your question. No, no, no. I'm trying. We don't get a lot of emails. Just get that out there again so people can. Yeah. Kids these days don't send emails, and they don't tip either. They just they just like to slide right into those DMs and get real nasty. Real <laughs> they do. You should see my DMs. They're crazy. Mm. All right. Go ahead, Josh. Read the email and retort. Oh, I should have put this on another screen. Hey, hold on. Let me move my mic real quick so I don't sound <laughs> weird while trying to read this. Hey, uh, this is from Just Sai. Um, he says, hey, guys, I just finished listening to, the, listening to the podcast. Great show. I had a question, though. Do you know the reason Josh hates red dead redemption 2 so much all i hear him say is it's garbage or a pile of shit usually we'll go into detail about why he doesn't like a game with articulation but it just but it just being trash seems vague i'm not mad or angry or interested (laughs) or just interested is the game too polished or the story too rich or the character development too deep (laughs) i like the send off Mm -hmm. there I, I enjoy, nice. I, I, I do <laughs> enjoy the snark. Good. That is, yes. Very good. Yeah, this is, uh, the reason I've not gone into it lately is because Morgan brings it up constantly just to mess with me because he knows I didn't like it as, as a pinnacle of gaming and will use it any opportunity he can to compare to something just just to goad me and to shitting all over it again because... I like to watch you shit. Well, there's that. Yes, a, there is that. Um, anytime you can get it for free. Um, but yeah, so like the the reason I don't really go into it that much anymore is because it's usually just Morgan trying to mess with me. So that'll you know 
Or Josh will be usually trying to mess with me if I have not provoked mm-hmm. him, to be fair. That too. That's always nice. Um, but I, the game is just slow. It's slow and awkward. It's got... the. I mean, it's still not... It controls slightly better than Overland. Um, but but slightly. Um, yeah, it's just... It's 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 just slow. It's so slow that I just I did not want I didn't want to put any time into it because you're not getting anything out of it. Like by the end of the day, you'll find out why you're not playing playing as that character whenever you get to the first Red Dead. That's like that's the end goal of this is to to find out why you cared about the villain in the first game. Um, which is just odd to me, and yeah, I was not digging it, so. Maybe not. Would you say it's Destiny slow? It's way slower than that. Way slower (laughs) than that. Yeah, because you you actually get to pause the combat to, to, uh, to, to kill everything. You just, anyway. There's a famous song, Josh, that goes, Take your time, boy, don't live too fast. Troubles will come, they will pass. I never heard that Metallica song. <laughs> I totally forgot the melody of that fucking song. That was interesting. Was, was that like a, was that like an Arthur Morgan impression <laughs> of rock? Take your time, Jeff. It'll pass. It'll pass, girl. Mm. Good girl. I thought it would, and then it just kept going. But. uh yeah, I mean that's that's the big thing. Like I I wasn't we could and I yeah. like slow things. I'm yeah. okay with slow. You can slow me down all you want, especially if you're pretty. If you're pretty and slow, I'm down on that train. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is your type. <laughs> hey. Uh, my wife no, no, I'm not Aww. talking about but, but yeah. I know what mm-hmm. you said. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> It's now. Uh, we're going to get out of here. we got another podcast to record. Thanks for checking out the show. Thanks for emailing us, Cy. We love you. Patron. One, maybe one day Josh will come around on PC. It's always out there, Josh. Shay's raising his hand. Yes, Shay Layton, the professor. Yes, a few last things before we forget. Uh, word of the month. If you are new to the podcast or you haven't been around lately, we have a word of the month. Once every podcast or a few times every podcast, there is a special word that if you catch it, and you let us know via email, via DM, via smoke signals. You get a free month to our Patreon, which means up to the $5 tier. You get access to the shoutouts. You get access to the Patreon polls. And you get access to the private Instagram. That's right. For free. So you get to find that special word. This month is a special word. And it's been put in. This week, in the middle of the podcast, I did a funny voice. Good luck finding it. Also, if you're interested at all in repping Sword Chomp in your daily life, for example, Morgan got a phone case with Sword Chomp on the back. You want to wear a shirt. You want to wear Fish's cum sock. Go to Red... I almost said Red Tube. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Go to redbubble.com/people/slash/sword-chomp. Check here. Hmm? 
Check your phone browser. What have you been up to? Uh, everything. Redbubble.com slash people slash sword chomp. And you can get that sweet, sweet sword chomp merch. And by the way, mm-hmm. we love you guys. Mm-hmm. Shay's warming up those vocals because he is hosting the podcast you will hear next week. It's exclusive. I'm not going to give too much away, but you don't want to miss it. Let's get out of here for real this time to find another way to sneak all this stuff in the show because I keep forgetting. Fish is here from Texas, the Johnny Depp impersonator we all love. Shay from Japan, the professor, and Josh from Michigan. And of course, I am General Mountain. And we will see you next week for an all 